Giant Monsters Podcast, where the hosts truly believe that there's a little bit of Godzilla in all of us. I'm Rob. I'm Cameron. And I'm Kyle. And today, we're talking about Godzilla 2000. Uh, you know, Godzilla the, the, at the turn of the, the millennium. Well, yeah, he's back. God li- Godzilla millennium. Millennium. Godzilla aluminium. Uh, <laughs> uh, like when you're listening him. to this, it will be the future, but at yes. the current moment in time, it is the past, yep. uh, because I'm going to be, uh, babysitting. So I will be, uh, out of arm's reach of microphones. Uh, so we're recording this about a week after Dogra. Uh, so, uh, no news has really happened. Uh, so, uh, in a, in a few seconds here. Uh, future Kyle will be taking over to tell us all about the news and fancy happenings on that have happened since uh, September 10th. So uh, take it away, future Kyle. Hello, everyone. It's future Kyle here. Uh, so I am here at the end of the month. Uh, I'm recording on September 26th, uh, which is a very far away time from when we recorded Godzilla 2000, uh, to do the news, uh, to talk about all the news that happened towards the end of this month, uh, so that we're not going crazy with news, uh, at the beginning of of, uh, October. Uh, this will be unedited. This is just going to be very, very quickly done. I'm just going to kind of go through some of the news items, give my opinions on them. Uh, no one else is here with me. It's just me by myself. I guess I guess technically I've got my cat with me, but that doesn't count. Um, all right. So straight through the news here. Uh, so first things first, uh, Space Monster um, uh, Wong, Mag- Wong Magui. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's the lost Korean film from 1967. Uh, got a uh, trailer, uh, and uh, the movie is being released by SRS. It's coming out very, very soon. Um, it's very cool that we have this uh, movie that literally was thought to be lost to time that's coming out. Obviously, it'll be on our list to record it um, and talk about it at some point. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's coming soon. Uh, coming up next after that is uh, the trailer for... Uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, uh, the Disney Plus show, officially got its first trailer. Um, it's coming out on February 10th, 2023, streaming on Disney Plus. Looks very, very cute. Um, very, uh, very, uh, you know, does have some kaiju stuff in it because, uh, you know, Devil Dinosaur is not just a normal T-Rex. He's actually very large. And then there's also a supervillain they show off in the trailer that's very kaiju sized. Um, so that looks like a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, we got our first trailer from D23 for that. Uh, so that's coming up real, real soon. Uh, uh, not Well, not real soon. It's coming up next year. You get my point. 
Um, uh, but we're definitely keeping our eye on that. We may do uh, some, maybe some sort of special Tokyo, Tokyo signals on the first episode or something like that. Uh, or wait till the whole series is done and do a full episode on it, depending on how story-based it is. But uh, it's definitely going to be coverage, uh, coverable material for us for sure. Um, uh, so after that, uh, the next piece of news is something that's actually really exciting. Um, the Exchange, uh, a company um, that uh, does distribution of movies and stuff and stuff like that, um, got the distribution rights uh, of Shin Ultraman for uh, North America, Europe, Latin America, Australia, and New Zealand. Um, so, uh, we don't have a release date from this, but this is the first step in towards getting, uh, a release, uh, uh, where we should be hearing something, uh, very, very soon. Um, it's very possible still that we may get some sort of limited, uh, theatrical release, but, uh, for now we do not, uh, have any official, uh, data on that. Um, we'll see. As we get closer. Um, but, uh, yeah, so a lot of people were wondering, uh, you know, wh- who's distributing uh, Shin Ultraman. And as I said, it's the company called The Exchange. Um, uh, next up, we have uh, a cool announcement. Um, if you are a patron, you heard us talking about this in the After Dark of the last episode. Um, but uh, our speculation was correct. Uh, so the video game uh, Gigabash, the Kaiju Brawler uh, Gigabash, is getting uh, Godzilla as a official guest fighter uh, for for the game. A huge, huge win for Gigabash. Um, they, they, it's going to be a big uh, driving of sales for them, I'm sure. Uh, also, this is the first time Godzilla has really appeared in a fighting game in a very long time, so it's very exciting. Um, but what we learned a little later, which is another good reason that I waited... Um, is that uh, it's not just Godzilla. It's Godzilla and some other Toho monsters. We don't know who that's going to be. I would assume Ghidorah would probably be, you know, the big step one. Um, but we don't officially know uh, what else will happen. We also don't know much about this collabora- collaboration other than it is happening. We don't know what Godzilla is going to be in it. We don't know, um, you know, like I said, we don't know what other Toho monsters are going to be there. We don't know... You know, or is there going to be Godzilla stages? Or we we don't know anything. Uh, basically, we just know this the collaboration is happening. We're supposed to be getting more information about it soon. Uh, we are heading towards Godzilla's uh, birthday uh, celebration on November third, so it's very possible we'll get some sort of official, um, you know, look at Godzilla then. Uh, the only thing you can hear in the trailer is uh, you do hear the eighty four through through ninety one uh, early Heisei era roar. So that has led me to kind of think that we're going to get the Heisei Godzilla, uh, which is fine. I, I think that'll work great. Uh, but once again, we just don't have any official information outside of just speculation on that at this point. Um, it's unfortunate that Godzilla's not getting his own fighting game by himself. Obviously, that's what a lot of people were hoping. Uh, but uh, it's still a cool announcement uh, for nonetheless. Uh, now, talk about another announcement that's not very cool, um, is we have, so Godzilla vs. Kong's release date has been set in stone, or the sequel, uh, has, uh, release date has been set in stone as early March, um, I think it's March 15th, or something like that, um, unfortunately, Disney is pulling their shit again, uh, Disney announced, uh, that their remake of Snow White, 
is going to release on March 22nd, uh, which is seven days after the release of GVK2. This is not good news. Um, Disney has done this twice now, um, and, and, and the problem is is that every time that it's happened, we've noticed a very negative impact on uh, on uh, like the MonsterVerse franchise, um, with, with King of the Monsters being the really good example, uh, with Aladdin uh, being a competitor. Um, now, Snow White is not as big of a draw as something like Aladdin. It's an older movie. Like, you know, most kids don't really, you know, know the story of Snow White. Um, but you will have parents that are going to try to choose the more, like, family-friendly, you know, like, Disney option uh, over something like Godzilla vs. Kong 2. Um, so the thing is, is that if it stays with its release date, I don't know what's going to happen. Depends on what's going to be the draw for GVK2. Like, if they show some really cool stuff in the trailers, you know, Godzilla and Kong teaming up together, you know, like, the scope could be uh, part of it. Um, but another thing to really note is that there's not been a single MonsterVerse film that has ever stuck to its original date. Uh, they've all moved at some point, one way or another. Um, so it's very possible... You know, next year we'll hear that GVK2 moved into the summer or moved, you know, up a little further in March because they want to release it a little ways away from Snow White. Um, so it's not doom and gloom. It's just kind of annoying that Disney is still pulling that chokehold of the the summer, or not, not the summer, but the, just the blockbusters in general that they do. Uh, they're, they're very, they're very notorious for it at this point. And it is very annoying that they're doing it. Um, but, uh, uh, not much else to say with that one. Uh, just, it's, it's something to, to keep an eye on. Um, so, uh, as I said earlier, Godzilla's birthday coming very, very soon. Um, one thing to note about Godzilla's birthday is we're starting to get an idea of some of the special stuff that we're going to see on that celebration on November 3rd. Uh, number one is a trailer for, okay, let me, let me dial us back to when this first happened. So a long, long time ago, there was a short made by a company called Gemstone, which I think is like four or five pre people. It's not a, it's not like a company. It's just a group of kids or, you know, the kids, I say kids, they're probably like in their thirties. Uh, but, uh, and they released this G versus G, uh, script or, or, or like little animated film uh it's like 30 seconds long it just shows like godzilla fighting a bunch of like gigans um and it was just supposed to be just a fan thing uh but then toho saw this fan thing and they were like oh that was really really cool why don't we uh do something uh why don't we like officially hire you to make a real short for us as well as let's use your design uh in the crossover uh, that was the uh, Shikalion anime crossover. Uh, I, I doubt I'm saying that right, but it's it's the one that was the trains um, that came out with Snow Godzilla. Uh, they used his design, and then, yeah, so we got a trailer for uh, Godzilla vs. Gigan Rex, uh, which is going to be the short that's coming out in November. Um, it's going to have... Multiple normal coloration Gigans, but we got to look at probably the titular Gigan Rex at the very end of the trailer, who has a really cool uh, red coloration to him with a purple visor. 
um, that looks really striking and really cool. And it's a it's a very classic like Showa looking Gigan, uh, even 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 with this new form that we see. Uh, the Godzilla still looks the same. Uh, he he has a I, I think he has a little bit different a different design. In the sense they gave him a very unique skin texture. It kind of looks like cooling lava, which I really th- appreciate from a design standpoint. It looks really interesting. Um, but it's it's going to come out on November 3rd online, uh, so we all should be able to watch it and talk about it. Um, and then there's also going to be, this one is kind of a tentative. We don't know exactly what it's going to be, but we have heard there is going to be another Suitmation short film that's released uh, on November 3rd as well. And the thing that's interesting about this is the teaser poster for the birthday celebration itself, Goji Fest, uh, is a picture of the G54 suit that they rebuilt. And then um, in the eye of the G54 suit they rebuilt, and this is the suit from a couple of years ago, there is a shot of Showa Gigan inside the eye, like kind of in the reflection. And we knew that they were rebuilding the Showa Gigan suit kind of the same way that they built, rebuilt the Showa Godzilla suit uh, as a celebration because this year is, is the Gigan anniversary. Um, hence the Gigan Rex short as well. Uh, so it, we may be getting some sort of short with Showa, the Showa 54 Godzilla fighting Showa Gigan. Uh, as a little little short little thing, uh, that would be really really fun, really cool. It's also really weird to think of like sh- like fifty four Goji fighting Gigan. Uh, um, it's just odd in a weird way, uh, but also cool. Um, so uh, one of the things to note about this Goji Fest in November, obviously it's going to be a big source of news for us. Uh, there's a lot of rumors running around right now, uh, including uh, the official announcement of uh, Singular Point Season 2, um, as well as uh, the possible the possible announcement, and this is stretching it, but it is also where it most likely will happen, of that mysterious kaiju film that was in production uh, by Toho that we have heard nothing about other than we know that they've already shot it. Um, and it's supposed to be possibly a Godzilla film, or at least a Godzilla monster film. Like maybe not Godzilla, but maybe Rodan or Mothra. But uh, we're we're supposed to hear something about that at Goji Fest. It's it's still in the rumor mill. It's not like officially Toho didn't say look out for the next announcement of a Godzilla film. But uh, it's kind of implied that there's some, there is some secrets uh, that we do not know about this celebration on November third. So definitely keep an ear out for us. To talk about it, um, as well as uh, uh, you know, just watch online for all that cool stuff, uh, and we'll we'll post all those shorts and stuff onto our Twitter page. Uh, so just keep an eye out for that as well. Um, so uh, a couple last things here. Um, so uh, n- uh, number one, we talked about it briefly, uh, but the Carnosaur novelization. So the orig- the novel that the terrible movie was based on. Uh, has gotten an official re-release, um, and now it is easy to buy. Like originally, when we recorded that podcast episode, I think getting that um, book was like, yeah, it would have been like four hundred dollars just to get the book. Um, so it was completely out of out of a price range, out of the ability for anybody to get it. But now it is available. You can buy it off of Amazon. Uh, so that's really really cool. Uh, next piece of news: we don't know what this is yet. Uh, I was hoping that we would get an announcement for what this is. Before I recorded this, 
But uh, so Fangoria at a bunch of different sites posted a clip of the director, John, Car- John Carpenter, uh, sitting down in a the movie theater, a movie starting, and it kind of fades to black like the lights are dimming in the theater. Um, and uh, the, the big title in the center of the screen says coming soon. And then as the coming soon is on the on the screen, it fades to being green, the text color. And we see uh, we see or we hear uh, the G54 Godzilla roar. Now, John Carpenter has been a Godzilla fan for a very long time. Uh, there is also a short film that he made in college uh, that was a Godzilla versus Gorgo uh, like fan film. Uh, and that has never seen the light of day. However, um, you know, with all this Goji Fest and all this celebration of Godzilla that's about to come up, it is a little bit of an odd timing thing. So a lot of people are wondering if that's, if we're going to get some sort of like, you know, special YouTube release of that. Um, it's more likely that it's just a John Carpenter, like he's either like working with, uh, with one of these companies that, that also posted the video on like a, a marathon and he's going to introduce each film or maybe even a documentary, uh, where he's going to be the narrator talking about the Godzilla franchise. Um, there's a lot of speculation about what it could be. The point is, is that something is happening, uh, and it's happening with John Carpenter. Uh, so a lot of people are excited about that. Um, Next up is another thing that we don't have an explanation for that I was really hoping to get an explanation for. Um, So last Thursday, uh, the Godzilla Twitter, uh, official Twitter, posted a uh, a video or an image with burning Goji on a black screen that says a special message. And there's audio that is Morse code. And the Morse code spells out Godzilla is coming. Now, we don't know what this is talking about. It's still in September, so it's really early to be teasing or hinting at that Goji Fest uh, celebration. So I doubt it's that. But um, it did happen like right after the John Carpenter video release, like a couple days later. So it's also very, very possible that... Uh, uh, it, maybe it's teasing whatever that is. Uh, but we don't know. We don't know anything yet. It is. Uh, it is very odd that they chose Burning Goji as the background image. Um, so I, I, I just don't know more. Um, and then uh, finally, the last actual piece of news um, is a, a news item that we kind of had seen coming for a couple years now, but it's nice to actually have the official announcement now. <laughs> Uh, so a new Cloverfield film is being produced at Paramount. Uh, we don't know a lot about it. We don't know, is this the direct sequel to the original Cloverfield that we heard has been in development for a while? Is this a completely new Cloverfield film that has nothing to do with anything? Um, but it is something to keep our eye on, uh, going forward. Obviously, if it's another one of the Cloverfield, air quotes, films where it's not dealing with the monster and it's kind of doing its own thing, it may not be recoverable on the podcast, just like uh, Cloverfield Paradox ended up not being coverable. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll just keep an eye on it. But the director is a, a relatively unknown director, um, and he hasn't directed anything like Giant Monstery or anything like that, but uh, uh, the director's name is uh, Babak Anvari. Um, and he has not, like I said, he hasn't done much, uh, but, uh, that kind of lines up with, uh, with what, uh, 
what uh, he, you know, what we've seen with these kind of directors for these films. They don't have a lot under their belt before uh, before they they get released. Um, he did uh, direct a film called Under the Shadow that won him a BAFTA uh, in 2016 for outstanding de- debut filmmaker. So he he has he has good chops behind him. He just hasn't done much yet. Um, but. The more interesting thing to talk about very briefly is the fact that we are we got an official announcement that there is a Cloverfield movie coming, um, which is very non-Cloverfield. Like, you know, usually like like with every other Cloverfield movie, it's always been a trailer will release and then it's like, oh my god, what is this? The speculation begins. Whereas this time they were like, no, we're doing another Cloverfield movie, and it's like, okay, like what is that? You know, what does that mean? <laughs> um, and uh, they are talking about um, in all the articles uh, talking about this uh, announcement. A lot of people are bringing up that Paramount specifically brought up the success of the Top Gun uh, sequel that came out uh, this year, and then the Sonic sequel, um, and how successful they are uh, is why Paramount is trying to push another franchise forward. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's really interesting. It, it, it could be something, it could be something big for us. It could be, you know, an actual Cloverfield sequel. Um, it could be nothing. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, hopefully it'll be, uh, hopefully we'll find out more about what it is before the movie releases instead of it, you know, surprising us again. So we'll see. But, uh, anyway, um, that's it for the news. Uh, so, uh, I'm, uh, gonna insert this in the original episode, uh, and I will see you guys again after the break. The monster will destroy us all. Prehistoric monster. The monster will destroy us all. Sure, look at that monster. The monster will destroy us all. Prehistoric monster. The monster. This monster, you think. You think your bombs will stop him? And we are back to talk about Godzilla 2000. Um, or Godzilla 2000 Millennium. Godzilla, or... Godzilla 2000 Millennium. Godzilla Millennium. Millennium. Godzilla 2000. Or Godzilla 2000. 2000, depending on which release we're talking about. There we go. Yeah. But to talk about any movie, we must first talk about the plot. Uh, and I have, uh, as my tradition, wrote down a synopsis of my my thoughts. Uh, I'm really excited about this one. So, uh, so shall I take it away? Yeah, yeah. We start off on a stormy evening with the Godzilla Prediction Network (GPNs) y- <laughs> Yuji and his daughter hunting down Godzilla like she was some kind of tornado. By the way, I'm gonna refer to Godzilla as a she throughout this because of uh, Gojibon, where. Lenny, this My Goji is a she. Is a she. Yep. So I thought like it'd be, I was like, oh yeah, it's canon now. Anyway. Yeah. Now this Godzilla is definitely female. I'll fight anybody who disagrees. <laughs> Finally, Twister, but it's a Godzilla film. Joining them on this spooky evening is Yuki. Not to be confused with Yuji, but Yuki. Uh, a wacky but confident female photojournalist. Wow. That's a first for the Godzilla franchise. Meanwhile, at a lighthouse with CGI lights, a salty sea security guard looks out over the coastline and sees a giant eye. Oh no, it's Godzilla, and she's a peeping Tom. Yikes. After getting caught, Godzilla tries to kill her victim, only for the security guard to pull a Buster Keaton and survive the falling debris by it perfectly falling around him. He's he's just fine. He's fine. 
But there's no time for that, though, because Godzilla is pissed off about the behavior of two patrons at a local bar. So mad, in fact, she absolutely thrashes the place. Anyway, you always got to watch out for the tail. That's all you, you got to watch out for the tail. You, Nobody ever the, watches can't the tail. They're the tail. like, oh, good. I'm fine now. And then it is comically this, smashes your hospital room window. All the, this feels like the most like referential, self-referential Godzilla that we've ever gotten. This is like <laughs> a modern Star Wars. It's the modern Star Wars property of Godzilla films. Anyway, we go back to the GPN and get a repeat of Baragon's entrance from GMK. But don't worry, because our heroes are driving a Toyota (laughs) Nadia 4x4, trademark, uh, and is able to drive right up to Godzilla. With a nervous trigger finger, Yuki fires off a whole roll of film, sending flash after flash into our leading lady's big old beautiful eyes. But she says, no pictures! and stomps through the tunnel. But thanks to the power of Toyota TM, our heroes are saved. Anyway, we've got to establish the conflict somehow. So let's go over. So let's get this space plot going. That's right. There's a meteorite and some rich dudes that used to work with Yuji in college are really interested in. Uh, by the way, for some reason, they split off and formed the room Illuminati group called uh, the Crisis Control Intelligence. Uh, or yeah. CCA, they sometimes call CCI. it. CCI, CCI. They say it's, I swear one of them says. Crisis control. Uh, intelligence. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it, it sounds like at one point one of the voice actors calls it CCA, which I thought was very funny because that confused me throughout the rest of the movie. But <laughs> not to be confused with the CBA, the Canadian Broadcasting Association. <laughs> but they want to get their hands on this meteor for reasons. Apparently, it's made out of magnets and somehow that will help them stop fossil fuels. Uh, anyway, back to Godzilla. She's running wild, still pissed off about those guys complaining about their meal, no doubt. And she's shredding Mm -hmm. up a local power plant because it turns out this Goji is an anarcho primitivist and wants to destroy all power plants. Wow. Godspeed, Godzilla. Free us from the internet at all costs. Anyway, remember those rich guys from earlier? (laughs) Well, now they're in a submarine and they found the mystery meteor that they were talking about earlier. Neat. How are they going to use this mysterious space rock? I'm sure the movie will tell us in a bit, but first we need to get back to the photographer. Yuki is back at her head office and asking for some real news. Realer than Godzilla, by the way. Now that she has the goods, but her boss says no. Turns out Godzilla is radioactive, and that really does a a number on film. So all of her shots are a foggy mess. Uh, By the way, this is an aside I wrote while I was watching the movie. This is so neat. I love this. This is is why film expires, by the way. Ambient radiation breaks down the chemicals in film over time. So getting close to a radioactive creature with a high ISO film, which she would have because she's shooting at night, uh, would absolutely fry the film. So I I thought that was really cool. And well, I just wanted that? to like throw that in there because like that, you know, Marissa gets really caught in on like science stuff. I get caught in on film stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, right. So she goes crawling back to the GPN and asks to join them. Yuji's Ju- <laughs> daughter totally strong arms the reporter into paying to join their crew. It's pretty cute. Meanwhile, back at that meteor I mentioned earlier. CCI wants to take the highly magnetic rock and experiment on it, (laughs) but that may not work out because that's not a meteor. It's a floating CGI rock. Oh my God. 
<laughs> Shiro, one of the CCI dweebs, an ex-best friend of Yuji, looks over at the mysterious floating space rock and posits that this thing might be a spaceship. <gasps> oh. Could the, it GP, be? <laughs> the GPN, meanwhile, get an alert that Godzilla is about to make landfall and is on her way to a nuclear power plant. They race to the scene and set up their equipment, only for <laughs> Katagiri, the head of CCI, to land next to them in, <laughs> in a helicopter and then mock them. Wow, what a jerk and great anime villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Those good. are his only lines. He's so good. <laughs> <laughs> But how, flowers. <laughs> but how can they chat at a time like this? Godzilla's on her way. Will Tokyo live long enough to see another sunrise? Yes, because it's already happening. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> and not only that, it's making the space rock horny. That's right. It stands up vertically. <laughs> kind of like the shoe from Nope. I wonder if there's a connection there. Hmm. Anyway, Godzilla sure is taking her sweet time to get to shore. So... <laughs> So long, in fact, that the JDF has plenty of time to set up water mines and test new matter-piercing missiles, like shit through a goose. <laughs> Will it be enough to slow down this atomic monster? No, obviously. Have you ever seen a Godzilla film before? Anyway. Then again, this came right after G98, uh, just for context. <laughs> that's very fair. That's very true. <laughs> Anyway, some helicopters from a late 2000s asylum film fire off a barrage of missiles at Godzilla, who only wants to do us all a favor by destroying the power grid and finally set us free from social media. But it just, it just isn't working. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that Godzilla's on a green screen and nowhere near the live-action tanks. <laughs> ah, well, let's get back to the CCI boat. Uh, where the poorly animated CGI rock slowly lifts into the air and scans the humans on deck using predator vision. But these human cells are just too weak and flabby, so it launches into the air and speeds off towards Godzilla. Those are some good cells, I've always said that. <laughs> now Godzilla is stuck between a CGI rock and a hard place, as the meteor blasts it with its hole a laser i don't know it's not really like named anything it's just it has a hole on one side and it shoots lasers it's a hole on one side is where the laser comes out i don't know what your problem is (laughs) makes sense to me (laughs) (laughs) sorry (sighs) oh no i lost my place Hole laser. <laughs> I, I got too, too goofed up with hole laser. Okay, there it is. Um, but the queen of the monster doesn't give up that easily and blasts the meteor with her atomic breath. It's a draw. Both creatures getting blasted away from each other and the meteor lands ass up in a shallow river. But wait a minute. <laughs> that's no moon. I, I mean, that's no CGI meteor. That's a CGI silver spaceship. <laughs> With this revealed, CCI and the military decide they just got to get in there. Maybe they could send Hawkeye and Amy Amy Adams again. Meanwhile, GPN and Yuki meet back up because Yuji wants to use CCI's technology to scan a a chunk of Godzilla he found on the shore. And it turns out it's regenerating. These two nerds are geeking out over how cool it is that Godzilla is immortal and wants to destroy all modern civilization. Tight. Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Then the most confusing line in Godzilla history happens. While watching the cell rebuild itself, they proudly announce that they are kind of like godparents. And like, man, what? They announced to to who? 
and to each other. They're like, wow, we're okay. kind of like godparents in a way. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are. I and feel like, kiss. is this supposed to be in like continuity with like anything else? No. No, it's not. Because I was like. 54, right? It can't be 54. Because 50, like. It, yeah, 54 is the only canon thing that's happened in this universe. Oh, man. And that guess... was a different Godzilla. Oh, than the one that we have here. okay. I'll yeah, get into guy. that. We'll, we'll get into Super it later. Cool. Just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Anyway, that's the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, they decide the name to name the proteins in charge of the, his regeneration. Regenerator G. Wow, what a great name! G one, G one, G one. Regenerator, Regenerator G one. What did I say? Aren't those those things G, that I blasted away in Resident Evil Four? <laughs> yes. <laughs> then they decide it would be totally sick to put those Godzilla cells into humans. Wait a minute, didn't we just try that like ten years ago and with a rose? Ah oh, well, time for yeah, space. It was great. <laughs> time for the spaceship to break free in the middle of someone saying that there's no way the spaceship could possibly break free. I'm glad the spaceship has a sense of dramatic irony. <laughs> it was just waiting for someone to be like, it can't possibly. It's like, oh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> well, now this CGI lump is a polished CGI. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> now the CGI rock is a polished CGI lump, like some kind of silver teardrop. Anyway, it's on the loose and blasting the poor green screen helicopters out of the sky as it, <laughs> as it flies towards Yuki's office. <gasps> Gotten Himmel, Great Caesar's ghost. Other weird expressions of shock. <laughs> Neptune's beard. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, what like could it possibly want? Why? To recreate the... <laughs> Why to recreate the uh, iconic Gauss roosting scene from Hezai Gamera, but with no budget or aesthetic. Yeah, it's his favorite thing. <laughs> to make matters worse, the spaceship is able to hack the planet with the invisible space tentacles that it has. Huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why, at this rate, it could also erase the internet? Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that both of the monsters in this are hardline anarcho-primitivists? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. This movie was very... Look, this movie came out in 1999. Yeah. What were we yeah. afraid of? Oh, that's <laughs> very listen, true. You can't tell me that they weren't right. Die. Predicting <laughs> that the internet would be a terrible, <laughs> destructive were, force. We should, have, we should have seen the writing on the wall. We should have. Uh, anyway, GPN is trying to encourage <laughs> GPN is also trying to encourage the end of technology. And it looks like our friend <laughs> it looks like all of our gifts are about to be downloaded and erased by this outer spacular villain. But oh no, Yuki has snuck back into her office and is trying to hack the alien back. And she's not going to stop until she gets this hot scoop or die trying. Which she just might, because CCI is about to blow up her office building to try and kill the horrible CGI spaceship. With minutes left on the clock, Yuji and his daughter storm the office and then get Yuki out of there. But Yuji stays behind to also try and hack the alien because he can do it faster? What does that even mean? How? What are you talking about? Faster. Well, you see, Rob, he's the man. <laughs> they should have both so, started typing on her little he's got Sony a cyber bio. deck, and they they both start <laughs> typing on a cyber deck, which is just a <laughs> briefcase with a cardboard screen in it. I loved the, I loved her Sony Vio laptop. It was so was good. good. Oh, Brought yeah. to you in part by. Yep. Anyway, it's a. Uh, Anyway, it's a race against time because the CCI leader is so excited to be evil. He's going to blast that building in spite of, and maybe more so because of, his friend being in there. 
they'll send more flowers. <laughs> That's a good line. It was a good, send it was a good line. More flowers. Uh, in a nail biting moment, Yuki races back to the, uh, the soon to explode building with Mio, who is, I need to stress a small child putting her directly in harm's way and ensuring us, the audience, that everything will be fine. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, the explosives go off, but only the top floor of the building is a little bit damaged. Wow. I guess jet fuel isn't the only thing that can't melt steel beams. But you know what can? Lasers from a spaceship. Space hole, Rob. (laughs) Space hole, you're right. Well, it does. I don't know. It comes out of the bottom of the spaceship. Um, more like a wave of energy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. It's more of like a, it, like, like, okay. so it's a laser fart from a space, yeah. from a space hole. Uh, after almost kind of replicating the famous building explosion, exploding scene from independence day, our GPN team is fully reunited and meet up with CCI. And actually no one seems to care about the fact that Katagiri just tried to murder all of them with explosives. They're just fine yeah. with it. Oh, cause he's cool. It all gets real a the greater good, Rob. <laughs> greater good. Greater good. I guess we can put those things aside for now because it turns out the space alien wants to colonize our planet by changing our atmosphere to match their own. Wow. An original plot idea that I've never heard of before. Wait, there's a twist. They need Godzilla's regenerator G1 cells to do it. And speak of the devil, Queen G is here and it's <laughs> right on, and right on time to destroy the city. Time for the final epic conclusion. Godzilla versus a spaceship? What is this? Destroy all monsters? Uh, <laughs> to kick things off, the spaceship leaps into action by running away. Then hacks yeah. the electrical t- wires throughout the city and makes them come to life and tie up Godzilla. But Godzilla is ready with a counter and stands up, blast- firing off one of its atomic... <laughs> One of her red atomic blasts, only to get blasted back by the spaceship's whole gun. The spaceship then hawks up a loogie and starts, uh, which starts slurping up that good, good goji juice. And Orga is formed. The goji juice. Go- oh right. Okay, yeah. never mind. So, no, I'm caught up now. I'm it good. just like slurps in, and then like it's like and yeah, it just slurps it. Yeah, it forms the uh, yeah. yeah. Orga is formed, and it's a tiny little jellyfish guy, huh? I know, it's cute. I guess the theme for this month is actually jellyfishes from outer space. Yeah. What else could survive out there? (laughs) (laughs) Only something that's got no soul like a jellyfish. Oh. No, they have souls. I played I played uh, Elden Ring. They have souls. I know for sure. (laughs) They do have okay, well that one has souls. Yeah. Two of them Aurelia has a soul. The two sisters have souls. So Oh, I don't know if you ever completed that quest line, so never mind. Uh, I don't think I did. Uh, Orga is formed, and it's a, oh, sorry, <laughs> but Orga is evolving uh, because he absorbed plenty of G cells at this point, and he turns into a big new hulking bug gorilla Godzilla form. Yeah. The creatures duke <laughs> it out until Orga gets the upper hand with the help of its spaceship parent, uh, which is promptly destroyed. Yikes. How will Orga counter this one? He won't. He gets flambeed by yet another atomic breath right to the face. But now, Orga is greedy for that good, good Godzilla juice and unhinges its whole ass torso. Is that a butthole mouth? It is a butthole mouth, yeah. (laughs) Well, whatever it is, it looks like Orga bit off more than it could chew as Godzilla blasts the monster from the inside, destroying it in a massive atomic blast. Anyway... With Orga dead, the CCI leader gets happily squished 
And then nothing with the Godzilla plot gets really resolved because she just wanders off to keep destroying the city. Yeah, she does. Uh, and so we are left with a reminder from our heroes that somehow the scientists made this Godzilla and she's inside of each of us and wants to protect us. But also she wants to blow us all up. I don't know, man. This ending's a lot. She pretty, but she it is, pretty clearly doesn't. Oh, whatever. It's very funny. <clears throat> the end. The end. Good night, everybody. There you go. Uh, so that was. All of you. <laughs> Uh, that was, yeah, that's the plot, which is, uh, I tried to be concise, but it, there's a lot of like back and forth and yeah. like, I, I don't know. It sounds like Kyle knows why they're, they're like related. So I'll let you take that from here. Yeah. So, okay. So there's, there's a lot of backstory with this movie, obviously, um, with it being the, the response to G98. Yes. Uh, that we all know it is. Uh, so we watched the American version yeah. for the review with some little I, – I edited together like a little thing to kind of show some of the differences. Yeah. Uh, which we'll go into big detail in in their individual sections. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so just so you know. So <laughs> number one, it's hilarious because this is the first movie in the Millennium fr- uh, uh, Millennium series yes. as it is usually called. Uh, but it is the only movie in the Millennium series that did not come out after the year 2000. So <laughs> it's 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 kind of like that yeah. G84 yeah. kind of thing where that's technically before the Heisei era, but, but it's lumped in as it's a Heisei. Part of the Heisei yeah. era, yeah. Um, so this started the trend uh, in Godzilla movies throughout the Millennium era, where they would uh, each movie was in its own continuity from itself. And so usually the only movie that would be in con- uh, in like canon would be G54. Um, and that's the same here. Even though when this movie was being developed, it wasn't actually clear even with even within even the production for a while because uh, there, apparently there was there was plenty of time where this Godzilla was referred to as Junior. Um, huh. to be a continuation of Heisei. Yeah. Um, right. but definitively it's not. Yes. Um, but this is to, to complicate matters even more. This is the second Godzilla in this <laughs> universe. So there, there was the 54 Godzilla that died. Yeah. And then this is the next, uh, another one that showed up. Somehow. Yeah. We don't another know one. how we don't, it doesn't. So there's um, no, there's no real, like lore reason for no. why they're like because like yuji's like oh yeah in college we studied godzilla and they're talking about studying mm-hmm. godzilla but then they're also referring to it as so like do you remember in uh reptilian where he's uh, where the like villain guy before he dies goes like i created you and then he gets stomped yeah. on and he like yeah, very yeah, clearly we didn't like, yeah. like, like what are you talking about <laughs> you definitely didn't what are you talking so, about, and then dude? like we we kind of like theorize like oh maybe there's like a plot like they cut something and then like yeah. they reshot this so many times so i was like wait is there a lore reason where like godzilla was a creature that existed and then scientists turned it into what we know as millennium godzilla or like but if there's no lore explanation it's just like yeah sometimes they refer to it like the nebulous like science made godzilla at some point whether it yes. be nukes or 
some other tinkering we're never told. Okay. Something made the second I, Godzilla. We don't know. I watched yeah, this no movie lore. twice and I was like, did I miss something? And nope. then I was like, maybe there's like <laughs> lore outside them. Okay. Okay. So I get No, it. yeah, there's no there's no yeah. There's no hidden lore, unfortunately. <laughs> um so uh yeah, so this is another movie just like uh, uh, Return of Godzilla, I guess. So G84 is, another, is a good example. Um, but even then, it's less so. So, okay. So, <laughs> to, to go into the American release of this movie real quickly, and like yeah. I said, there's a lot more specifics that we'll talk about, like in editing and stuff, because that's where most of the yeah. conversation is. Uh, but I, I do want to just stress that this movie is, I think it's eight minutes shorter in its American edit. Um, it's not as big of an edit difference like King of the Monsters and GD five. Yeah. However, it is different enough that it warrants the conversation. Um, and, and especially with like the writing and also there was a sequel for this, which we'll get to that was actually possibly going to happen. Um, so there's like, there's a lot of weird, there's a lot of weirdness with this movie. Um, you know, like I said, including the, just the preamble of trying to recover from G 98 to bring Godzilla back, uh, so <laughs> to speak. Uh, and even Sony, I mean, Sony TriStar are the ones that released Godzilla 2000 in America. So even they were like, Oh, Hey, if we can capitalize on let's return Godzilla back to his roots, <laughs> even though we're the ones that fucked him up. Nah. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's like I said, we'll I'll, I'll go into more specifics on With the edit, yeah, yeah, the edit, and then I'll talk about some of the uh, extra stuff. That can be, a, yeah, like in cin- or uh, after cinematography, yeah, and stuff. yeah, some, uh, took it, sound design specifically. Oh uh, boy, <laughs> big raucous big, difference, big difference. Uh, uh, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, all right, so let's talk characters uh, really quickly. Sure. Uh, because I think some of them weren't a conversation. <laughs> There's Yuki and Yuji, not to be yes. confused with one another. Uh, Yuji, Yuji is the head of uh, Godzilla Prediction Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a uh, he, he, his his character is kind of interesting. He's like that like distant father, but like you know what I mean. Like almost like he's, he's too smart. I mean, I guess I don't even know because he kind of like is also like he's just so fully absorbed into his work. It's not that he's like an airhead that can't take care of himself. He rides a very fine line of being, you know, hyper competent action dad, but also being aloof scientist dad. And they have mixed the two together into one character. And so the dynamic is it's interesting and it does feel a little bit more naturalistic than if he was just like super cool action guy. Obviously he has a shift. It's not really a character arc so much as he starts as like aloof science dad and becomes cool action dad by the end. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, but he's, he's also like, yeah, he's got this uh, very deep love of Godzilla that I feel is supposed to be the trope of like, like, you know, from uh, uh, 84 slash 85 of like the, like, you know, Godzilla is a natural disaster, whatever. We just need to learn to live with Godzilla. And but there's also, a lot to learn from him. Yeah, the, there's also this like, you know, like, yeah, the the like argument of like, oh, yeah, we could just like throw some G-cells into a human or whatever. But also like... He, throw some G-cells in a human and see what happens. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he's also like 
I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what his end desire is because it's not like we need to learn to live in harmony. It's like we should just like give whatever Godzilla wants, which is no power, no energy. We should just, you know, Y2K ourselves. Yeah. So that just Godzilla, Godzilla that way, she wants. Godzilla is just, will just stay where and do whatever she wants. And then we can, I don't know, still make medicine out of her blood, I guess. <laughs> so like because his like and i don't know if that's like a dub thing or if it's just like it's kind of the same both in yeah both worlds. okay yeah. he's honestly yeah. that's that's what's again that's one of the biggest things is the characters you know maybe they have a goofy line or two that's in the dub that's not in the sub but uh, <laughs> they're they're not changed like they have the okay. same arc know, same characterization to them yeah uh, uh then there's yuki who is uh our photography gal uh she kind of sort of disappears towards like the, the like later half of the movie. Uh, she kind of like, she shows up as like this, like photojournalist who really doesn't even want to do that much with Godzilla. She wants to have her own adventure and do real news. Uh, and then she gets her laptop packed by the alien at some point, the Sony Vio. So then she's like, I'm going to hack it back. And so she can do that, but don't worry, mm-hmm. the the dude's actually way better at that. So her like her character is kind of this bubbly, happy, you know, kind of like distraught. Like she kind of like you know moves between like like kawaii anime girl like vibes when she's like bye bye, like saying goodbye to him. But then also like ugh, I hate like temper tantrumy kind of yeah like, you know, yeah very like but without. Like fully being like childlike, where like the daughter is like in charge of her, you know. Yeah. So like again, like she's very like very soft characterization. I don't want to say bland sure. or bad, just very soft. Where it's like not mm-hmm. really like an archetype or a trope or even like specifically like like anything. It's just like you know, like it's a character. <laughs> that sure is a character right there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then there's then Mio, got the last Eo. member of the G GPN crew, who's the daughter. Yeah. She is Eo, the Io. Io. Oh, I thought it was. I'm sorry. Eo. Eo. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, that's the one name I just pulled. Like for like I just wrote down f- from hearing it. But uh, hearing Eo it. Yeah. is uh is like the hyper competent daughter trope, but then kind of again falls into the background of the plot as it progresses. So at the very beginning, you have her being like, oh, you idiot. No, he's this is what like, you know, describing like how the technology works and then like kind of conning the like reporter into paying them money just to like hang out with them. You know, there's like it very clearly like she's just like she's, you know, she's a business gal. She's got plans. Um, And then as the story progresses, you kind of plans (laughs) as the story progresses, she, you know, kind of falls more and more into the background until like. Honestly, she doesn't do anything after they like get out of the building before it gets blasted. Uh, yeah, you know, so it's well, barely anybody does. Fair, true, fair. fair, very, very, very true. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah, and then uh, we've got uh, absolute best character, our anime villain of this movie, uh, Mitsuo Katagiri. Katagiri. Uh, Katagiri. Oh yeah, uh, he is. Uh, just absolutely just like the Japanese actor is just eating up the scenery. Like he's, you can tell like, and then you've, and then you put on top of that, the dub voice actor for him, who is just, just 
he's like John Waning it. Like he's very like <laughs> he has this swagger to him uh, that I've always really appreciated. <laughs> like whenever he gets the uh, whenever he gets the call that uh, Godzilla has been spotted heading for the nuclear plant, and he's like, "They've just spotted him off of what?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh man, he's that's some swagger right there, <laughs> crushing it." Excellent, excellent villain. He does feel like uh, watching his acting, it felt like watching Reptilian again. Yeah. Uh, Very, very hammy, over-the-top villainry. And then the voice actor is just killing it (laughs) with this, like, anime villain, like, (laughs) you know. Yeah. (laughs) Very much like a Sailor Moon uh, villain. Like, very much like a, yeah, like that kind of, like, that era oh, yeah. of anime villain. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Just eating it up. He's, he's dub- fantastic. Oh, that's who the dub voice reminds me of. It reminds me of the dub voice for Togoro from Yu Hakusho. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said this was my full power, but really it's more like 85%. So here's <laughs> another 10%. Yeah. Oh, that's my it. God. Yep, that's Thank it. you. I would, I'd like a glass of orange juice with, with ice. <laughs> Oh, uh, what an amazing yeah. show. Category is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, he's he's yeah. so much fun. Um, a character that I don't really care for uh, is the next one, which is uh, Shiro. Who oh, is the like, nerd boy. Yeah, he's... <sighs> he's supposed to be kind of like the lackey, the like second-in-command, who mm. is... But, like, again, like, it's just it's too many characters that are underbaked. Yeah. And he seems like he's supposed to be a the goofy henchman that like has a little bit of like you know like a heart of gold for the the like you know heroes, uh you know like but then he he's not like an idiot he's also like a science man and he just doesn't seem really like I don't know what he really wants out of all of this you know his, <laughs> his motivations are not yeah I don't know. Honestly, all their motivations kind of like feel very half thought and then end except yeah. for <laughs> categories <laughs> whose <laughs> motivation is whatever the most evil thing I can do right now would be. And then yep. when all his evil plans are laid to rest, he goes, well, I got to die. I'm sorry, guys. That's it. I got nothing else. <laughs> sorry. I did everything I could. You guys beat me fair and square. So here I go. I've never seen Godzilla this close before. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> so good. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, yeah. Um, and then everybody else is just bit part. Like, you know, like there's a, there's a, there's a military guy who sticks around for a little while. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so, okay. So moving into the monsters, um, <laughs> so we've got three, well, four, four, technically oh, three. Actual. Uh, how about I, de- I'll describe the, uh, ship. How about that? Okay. That's a rock. <laughs> okay. That's a CGI it's a big, lumpy. It's a floating turd. It's a floaty. <laughs> you know, we make fun of Mothra larvae for looking like turds. Well, guess what? We were wrong. I apologize. a huge I, floater. I will personally <laughs> apologize to every Mothra larva that I have ever mo- mocked or scolded or, or even implied scolded. may have just been a turd. Uh, I would shake my little my finger at him. Like, you turd, you. Uh, no, no. The first round of Orga's ship form is just a giant rock. It's just a rock with a hole on one side. And even after the rock gets blasted off, it's just like a silver teardrop with, again, a hole on one shoulder and then like a 
like a little like concaved like under section that's kind of got a little spiral pattern on it but not really like detailed or anything uh, which has the best cgi in the entire film which isn't saying much oh yeah uh, yeah but uh yeah, I we'll we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to cover the two lame ones right off okay. the gate because I think the two next designs are actually pretty cool. So I wanted to give credit to uh, a little bit of uniformity through these three designs. Oh yeah, um, because the spaceship, the Millennium design, and Orga's design all kind of have that same shape to them like the same like the upper body of orga the millennium uh, when it's the little alien yeah and the ship kind of all have that same shape oh, which is why uh which yeah. is why the hole the like the, the shoulder cannon that orga yeah. has is it kind is of in the exact in the same, same position yeah. that the ufo is yeah and it's just I, I i've always liked that about the three designs together as yeah. a full creature like i like that it's kind of like you know, you can tell that the Millennium was inside the ship. Yes. Came out of the ship once it got the regenerator and evolved into Orga. So it just was like, you know. Yeah. I, 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 kind of a Jean Jacket situation almost where I would assume. I was going to uh, I made the nope reference in the plot breakdown because it was, you know. Yeah. Marissa and I made the reference to when we were watching. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so yeah, so there's the spaceship. That's the form that we see for the most of the movie. Yes. Unfortunately. Um, and then it absorbs the regenerator G1 out of Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, and forms the Millennium form, uh, which yeah. is a uh, very uh, classic alien look little to it. Scrawny. Little jellyfish. I love it. I love that weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's really cool. Love I, it so I like much. <laughs> love it so much. <laughs> Cameron nearly died. I can't even get the words out. How much <laughs> I love him. No, I do um, too. I like his big, big bulbous like head. And- I like his big dumb head. I like his weird micro, like old, like re- uh, resonator microphone mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love his weird little spots. And yeah, I love his, that he uh, still has the whole gun in the in the side of his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then his big old spindly arms, uh, the yeah, little tentacle yeah. arms. I really like those. Um, Remember I mean, when I saw this when I was a kid? I wish that he had stayed in that form longer, <laughs> at least for a little fight. At did, least did some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it pretty much uh, like immediately transforms from that into it's, our final organ. You don't even see it shift um, into the the next form. You just see it come out as a little jellyfish. The camera cuts away for a second to show. It makes some noises, yeah, uh, and then you see the uh, the like the, the, the fingers kind of fuse together to oh, become yeah. the knuckles, Hello. yeah, and then it kind of just like falls over, <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> it's the transition between CGI and the suit didn't really. Uh, yeah. I wonder if they had something else planned. They were like, and then, like oh, they were God. trying, and they were just like, it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to whatever. Let's just, it's just, it's fine. Whatever, it's fine. It's fine. People will get it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I always liked Orca's proper entrance after that, though. Yeah. His oh, yeah this... Okay. Depending on which version you watch. Oh, yes. <laughs> very in the, true. In the American release. In the American release specifically, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that difference later because uh, uh, just as a spoiler for the music, uh, this is a song that only exists in the American version. Wow. And it is actually one of my favorite renditions of the Godzilla theme ever put to to like soundtrack. But it only exists in the American version of the film. It's completely made by an American like <laughs> film score. 
Uh, so I'll give him credit when we get to that stuff later. But uh, so we get Orga, our big, uh, big old, uh, big old grabby hands uh, uh, himself. Um, the guy that your your brother's annoying friend always played when he when you when <laughs> they played, came over to play destroy all monsters. Destroy all monsters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big old bruiser that just like slapped you into the air at every chance is, he got. Yeah, yeah. Like, leave me alone. It's <laughs> kind of like starting from like the top down. It's it's got that you know like its back is taller than its head. So its mm. back and shoulders are this like domed almost not like beetle shell, but like it's a hard like crab shell on top of the carapace yeah yeah and then sticking out in front of its like back like jutting between like the shoulder blades is this big long toothy mouth uh it's it's very like um Gosh, I'm trying to like. It reminds me of something, but like I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's like angler fishy, you know. If you want to get into the like yeah. to the actual like, you know, something that a lot of people have said, there's no actual like proof that this is true. But if you look through some of those concept designs of where Orga could have looked like, where it was like vastly different from what we got, yeah. Um, some people say that Orga, his face specifically, looks very G98 is ish. Oh, uh, because it's got the big chin. It's very square. <laughs> That's big, very true. Teeth, like I so really see people, that. Some yeah. people say. So I, I've, I've read some people say that like it was kind of already a dig at the G ninety eight design, like wow. even this far. Off. But I, yeah. Yeah, there's no proof of that, obviously. But fair. Uh, it's just some visual visual look that because uh, <laughs> he does. He has a very square face. Yeah. Uh, with like once again, kind of the same G ninety eight. Yeah, the big like very big individual teeth. Like it's not a full mouth of teeth. It's like, yeah. like six or seven teeth it's on each side. Jagged, like, yeah. Like gross teeth sticking out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big yellow eyes. Um, and then, yeah, back on his shoulder, he's got the big, uh, big laser cannon, mm-hmm. uh, plasma yeah. caster kind of yeah. <laughs> position, like predator, um, move down his body. He's got very like, Honestly, his legs are very like small compared to the rest of his body, yeah. uh, but that's because he's very gorilla like look. Yes, like he's got these big old like as I said, big old grabby hands. He's got these big three pronged like gorilla arms <sighs> that he uses to like pick up stuff and smack Bezel in the face. And, yeah, uh, some it's some really fun moments fun. with that. Man. <laughs> I guess I it's good like use of good use of debris and rubble. Yes, <laughs> the the thing is like. You know, uh, Godzilla, you know, uh, is like a, was it's gorilla whale, right? Yeah. yeah so, I yeah. mean, th- he definitely, I guess, is like more on the whale side of things. And Orga is definitely this more is on a the whale gorilla. gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Godzilla is a, a, a gorilla whale and Orga is a whale gorilla. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it, so just like Godzilla, who we're about to get to in a second, like I was saying with the concept designs, they were going like all out for like weird like what could we do like Orga? Like a lot of the monster designs that are in the concept art look almost more like Ultraman monsters yeah. than Godzilla monsters. Um I mean if you if you think about it though, I mean this is really So there were some creative people that were crossed over into this from Biolante, and I think it shows. Um specifically with the special effects uh guy. Because uh, yeah. like all the stuff that's the suitmation that's not the bad CGI or the bad green screen. <laughs> is actually really well done, yeah. which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. But um, so it's interesting that they were kind of doing like a, 
you know, we're starting a new franchise. We're starting a new Godzilla series. This is yeah. Godzilla the Millennium series. What are we going to do? Well, let's make things different. So let's come up with weird kaiju designs. Uh, and I, don't get me wrong. I like the finished look of Orga. It's just crazy because some of these ones are like really weird. <laughs> like there's like there's one that looks like a like a weird like like very Godzilla, but like with like a weird like wing over yeah. top of this like back. Uh, there's this weird, like, Titanosaurus-looking one that looks really, really cool. Um, there's one that looks like the the first monster from Gridman, whose name I can never remember. Yes. Oh, Galgillus. 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 Oh, Ask Professor Kaiju. He knows. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, way hunched over, weird long neck. Love it. Yeah. Um... So, uh, abilities. So he has the big plasma caster. Uh, it's definitely like a different version of the one that was inside the spaceship. Yeah. Um, and then he also has like a telepathic connection to the spaceship itself. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell if the spaceship activated. was like still sentient because it like, no, it it's fights supposed to be him. him. Yeah. It's supposed to be him like controlling it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Like that's what like when he like he like makes it hover and then jumps away and distracts Godzilla and then hits oh, him with it. Yeah. That's supposed to be him like you know like yeah messing with Godzilla. Uh, Aha! Gotcha. That's him that. pranking Godzilla hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing that Orga specifically is really really into is Orga is still trying to evolve to become a Godzilla. Yeah. So um, he's at one point it bites onto him. It bites onto him, starts absorbing more of the, the Godzilla juice. Uh, and then, of course, for the final attack, he opens up his big old maw and has the big, like... Uh, Unhinges uh, so much of itself. Like, it's not yes. just its mouth. It's, like, whole upper body cracks open <laughs> to, like, grab all to of, reveal. like... Yeah. Like, the upper half of Godzilla. <laughs> um. Uh, it's, big, uh, it's the most anime thing I saw before I actually started watching anime. <laughs> a lot of people made fun of it back in the day being like, why did Godzilla walk into the mouth? Because he just kind of just He's walks like, in there. <gasps> <laughs> well, she just wanted to see what happened. What's uh, what's in there? What's going on? Is that, is that for Curiosity me? killed the cat. <laughs> I mean, and, and I mean, ears. <laughs> and I mean, Godzilla does use it to his advantage to actually wipe just, out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Maybe it was a plan Godzilla had all along. Yeah. Uh, but you do Maybe get Godzilla a really cool... like, I can't believe you'd make it this easy for him. <laughs> yeah. You do get a really cool uh, in-between Godzilla Orga design. Uh, after oh, yeah. The, when... Inside the mouth, like the Godzilla spikes start coming out of its back and it starts yeah. getting skin texture, which is cool because it's a completely like, it's a different suit. A like, new it's not suit, just, yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah. CGI. It's actually like a new physical physical prop for just like two seconds and they blow it right in half yeah. blow it up ah <laughs> uh, all right it's, so it's a fun design i really like it as like a monster because it does like you know it just looks weird yeah. um but it is one of those suits that is so heavy that like it just cannot be it does not it doesn't have a lot of range of movement so <laughs> movement. Like, if you're not <laughs> editing for quick cuts the fight would look really bad like really <laughs> slow and bad like if you weren't editing specifically to keep the pace of a fight going i don't More think you could just later. like film yeah sorry i'm i'm building no, it up I for a, <laughs> a later segment <laughs> 
I'm hyping um, it up for SummerSlam. Speaking of SummerSlam, you make it you make it sound like there's a cut where Orga just kind of weakly slaps at Godzilla. Yes, <laughs> but that can't be it. Well, that can't exist, could it? Well, that can't uh, be right. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Surely Godzilla, no one would watch a fight like that and be like, "This is great." Let's talk about the printing it out, boys. Yeah. Um, so just like oh, Orga, there's a lot of designs that they were going for with just like concept conceptualizing her uh that are very very different from heisei like you can tell like the original plan was let's do something extremely different from the heisei era design yeah and i mean they ended up with something very different but like there's this one there's this one that's always been striking to me where it's like a a really hunched back like it's got uh, speaking of another one that looks like a that's the one sorry that's the one i was thinking of there's one for orga that's the one that looks like like gilgulus there's one for orga that looks like that too cameron so they like we're flip-flopping that design between the two um but yeah it's like it's got like a giant spike and it's like super hunched over it's like really weird looking um and then there's also some concept art that does look like it could be godzilla jr like a like a, a Heisei-esque design, but they were like doing different things with the scales and the spikes. Uh, but it had that same posture and everything from Heisei era still. Um, so it's really interesting that they went so far to the right field and then kind of came back to Miragoji. Um, yeah. Once again, not that Miragoji is not a vastly different design, but it's just it's just interesting to see all the back and forth with the concept <laughs> art. Um, yeah. But uh, Miragoji herself. Um, obviously biggest thing, this is the first Godzilla that's actually green. That is mm, legitimately properly, paint, yeah. painted green. Uh, we've technically already talked about this Godzilla. design before. Oh, that's we, true. We did mega gears, but yes. there are some slight differences. Uh, the head shape is completely different in this movie versus yeah. mega gears. They re-sculpted the head for mega gears. Um, Much wider we talked mouth. about Miragoji when we talked about half century war, didn't we? That's true too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, the it's, one problem with the Miragoji suit, in my opinion, yeah. uh, while we're moving down the design, um, uh, the head sculpt in this movie looks really awkward from the front. Yeah. Um, it has a very frog like look <laughs> to it from but the that's front. But that's a reference to other Gojis. <laughs> I know, but it just, it just doesn't look right sometimes. There's no. some shots in yeah. the suit that it's like, eh. Um, well, no Goji will look as silly as the 84 Goji head on. It's true. With its eyes going off in different <laughs> directions. <laughs> and its laser breath flying Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, oh, curved man. laser breath. So um, but it, uh, it does have ears still, which yeah. is really cool. Um, uh, very important spiky. thing about God's, about a Godzilla. It's got to have ears. Yeah. Got to have those ears. I need uh, leg- ears. I really would have wished that legendary Godzilla had the ears. I'm just saying. How can he hear? better without it. Uh, <laughs> He's got no ears. Um, anyway, um, so green goji, yeah, uh, really spiky, yes, uh, huge, uh, big purple uh, dorsal plates going down its back, yes. including a big center one that's yeah. bigger than all the other ones. Purple and silver, um, and like uh, this is, uh, I don't know, if you guys ever played Chrono Cross, um, but like there's like a special item in the game that like is what you need to like. Uh, get the good ending, but you know, like frozen fire, frozen flame, 
And like, it's this, you know, like weird mythical artifact. That's like this, like weird, like frozen flame thing. So I've always really liked these Goji spikes specifically because they remind me of a video game that I really liked from the (laughs) nineties and not because like, you know, like it's practical or like, you know, like I, you know, I just, I like it. It just like, I don't know. Aesthetically pleases me. I've always been weird with this design because I, I, I think I like it for 90% of the time it's on screen. And then there's just times where I see the design, like when it's from the front where I'm just like, eh. uh, yeah, um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, especially looking at this, you know, it's, it's funny to look back at this design as it being so different, you know, and now here we are with Shin and yeah. Ultima and all these really different designs and now it's just like this is like tame yes. almost in a way um uh, so yeah. you know it, it's interesting because I, I think yeah like if you had talked to me six years ago i think it would have been a little harsher on this design but now i'm like i did talk to you design. six years like ago it. about this design <laughs> yeah you did um um but uh I think, or Obviously, five years. I don't know. Whatever. I remember this was one of my in my favorite list. I remember you being like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the biggest changes that they made for this Godzilla is, of course, its breath. Yeah. Um, changing it to the orange color instead of the blue. Yeah. Um, I don't understand the change. Yeah, um, I was kind of like, it. oh, are they? Because I. I thought maybe oh it's like a reference to like burning Godzilla, but then like, like the spiral that's breath. the only breath. It's only the spiral breath. Yeah. It's never. So I was kind of like, is are did they keep it that way because like that was like the last most powerful Godzilla maybe. breath they had, just to make it seem more powerful than yeah. it is. Um, the only I, I see the orange breath and literally my brain is just like, ha, huh, orange glowy, look cool. <laughs> it does look cool. Like it's it's a it's a it's a good breath attack. I I just I do question the color. I I think you know some of it might be like the weirdness of the purple spikes. Like maybe they want mm-hmm. they they thought the blue to the like the purple to the blue color would look weird. Like transitioning it to the. I I think that would have looked better if we're talking about how the orange interacts with Go, uh, Mira Goji's coloring. Yeah. I don't. I I've always hated green and orange together. It just makes me think of peas and carrots. And I think oh. it looks terrible. Yeah, fair. Um, and then uh, we do have, uh, of course, the regenerator G one, uh, which mm-hmm. is important to talk about just because little. this is the first time in Godzilla canon that they ever actually addressed <laughs> how does Godzilla. Why does Godzilla keep just surviving? keep getting back up after? Yeah. Uh, he's just got some little like little guys in him that uh kind of repair his back together. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> well, you see, in the eighties, uh, General William Stryker approached Godzilla <laughs> with an invitation to join my X project. Um, I see, see, I found this weird little Canadian man. Well, you see, uh, uh, and not to tease November this far ahead, but the the book that we're going to be coming covering in November actually has a great scene uh, with the uh, the healing oh, of wounds yeah. uh, for Godzilla. So we'll we'll get there when we get there. But um, some people who have read that book are immediately like, "Oh, they're covering this." But <laughs> anyway, um, that's right. X Men and Star Trek. We're finally talking about it. Um. But yeah, he also has a uh, or she. Sorry, she also has. Uh, <laughs> A nuclear pulse uh, that she uses against Orga at the end, uh, where she just overloads her entire body with the orange color and then blows Orga up with a big old boom. Yeah, um, she does. It's very, very fun. Very <laughs> cool. 
very cool effect. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, all the rest of the stuff that I want to talk about with this Godzilla are sound stuff. Sound stuff. So I will have to wait till then. Fair uh, enough. That's how she expresses herself. <laughs> so before we get to all the fun version differences and all the other stuff that we were holding off on, yeah. we got to talk le- uh, favorite moments, least favorite moments. Sure. How do we want to start? Do we want to do least favorite, 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 <clears throat> least favorite? Uh, I already spoiled my my favorite moment. <laughs> okay, so start favorite. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll start. I'll, I'll, can I go first? Since yeah. Mine is literally the beginning yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I think. Oh man, the opening sequence is super good. The cold open uh, at the beginning of this movie with Godzilla is just awesome. Uh, it's, yeah. It's. It's it's so fun. It's suspenseful. It's uh, you know it it did really work. I know Cameron and I both saw this movie in theaters back when it came out. It was such oh, yeah. a good like it, it it did feel good after yeah. 1998. Like coming into theaters, seeing this like, like awesome oh, that's Godzilla, Godzilla. showing up. It was like yeah, here we go. Yeah. Um, and uh, Goji with the boat in her mouth is my single favorite <laughs> single shot of Godzilla ever because it looks it's like so you're good. like drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's just some great uh it's 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 when the cinematography uh for the Tokusatsu effects is at its best. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. there's so many great shots. Honestly, even just like the 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 um uh, like the the green screen and the compositing in the in the opening is actually really well done. Yes, especially yeah. because of what comes later. Uh like like with, with like when they're driving the car and she's behind them, like walking and yeah. like the fiery glow behind her is oh, it's just. It's, I don't know how the intro is. Did they have like different director? What the heck happened? <laughs> because the intro is so good, and they're using the technology well. Yep. And then the whole middle of the movie, it is some of the worst CGI and green screening ever. It's unacceptably bad. It, it feels like budgetary, bad. right? Yeah, I feel like, like surely they, they just ran out of money. They like yeah they like maybe they put together the opening as like the they did the like, opening the and then Toho. they did the the orga battle they did those two yeah. things and then they were like okay what about the rest and then the director went oh that's right <laughs> but yeah honestly I'm it's, do it's it one for of my two thousand five and get CG from this movie studio <laughs> or a sci fi channel I'm not the biggest fan of this movie as an overall product. But I do. I still stand by that opening sequence like hardcore. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah, um, it rips. It's very, very good. Yeah, I'll go next. Sure, get in there. Because my favorite is in front of Kyle's favorite. <laughs> the very beginning of the movie, especially in the Japanese version, because it takes a lot longer and really luxuriates in in this in this aspect of the movie. When they are setting up all of their homemade electronic equipment, oh yeah, <laughs> I just I love the idea so much of uh, kaiju storm chasers. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like I absolutely. It's such a cool concept, and it's what makes me like with all this movie's like flaws and faults the whole time. I'm like, oh, but I still really like that. So that's <laughs> yeah. that single thing, that and the the final battle in the American cut really elevate it for me. <laughs> but that is just yeah. I just I love. First off, I love the the clicks and kachunks that you get with uh, with older like eighties and nineties tech. Mm-hmm. Like they all just like they've got such good buttons and things slide into each other with a nice like very solid lock. Like when you put a floppy disk <laughs> into a computer from nineteen ninety five. Yeah, love that. 
Um, so they have a lot of those kind of foley effects. Mm-hmm. Like when they're setting up the antenna, and there's lots of. <laughs> and then just I I also love seeing a van that's absolutely packed with like jerry rigs. Yeah. Technology doesn't even matter what it is. I just I love Listen, a van. Listen, that was a Toyota Nadia. Okay, give it the respect it deserves. <laughs> okay, me. And that's the third thing I love to see. Thank you. Is a Toyota Nadia. Oh, An excellent car, very well made. <laughs> One of the best the JDM ever no had. No special effects needed because it can stand up to all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, Toyota, I honestly, Toyota Nadia is there when you need it. <laughs> literally never heard of a Toyota Nadia before today. <laughs> Fell in, deeply in love with it while I was watching the movie last night. And I was like, I'm going to become... Yeah. A hyper obsessed stand about this one one car, this one weird car. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Nadia guy now. <laughs> there are some there are some scenes in which the Nadia gives me like ecto one ecto two energy. Yeah, yeah. Of just yeah. like a big white vehicle with a bunch of stuff on it. Oh not yeah, gonna lie. Yeah, not gonna lie. You know, the having owning like a Jurassic Park Jeep has always been like one of my like eventually kind of goals. Yeah. yeah. But this one is actually on my list of like I'm telling I can you, outfit a car like I'm that. I'm telling you, <laughs> the 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 Toyota Nadia four x four. It just like there's something about it, man. <laughs> I'm a Nadia man. Now, if you're if you're sleeping on the Nadia, it's time to jump in. Time to jump out. in. Time to get in. All Time right? to wake up. Is no, what there's. I'm saying. Listen, there's plenty of room in the Nadia. Jump on in. Yeah. <laughs> Every racing game that's ever been made is garbage to me because none of them feature the Toyota Nadia four x four. I mean, it's probably in one of the forces. I'm sure they've got everything. Oh, yeah. it's in a, uh, if it's in one of them, it's in one of the Gran Turismo's because oh, they just yeah. started putting whatever they whatever they could think of in those games. Yeah. True. Uh, there's one where you can drive the first car ever made. Oh, <laughs> and it goes ten miles an hour. You have to get out and hang crank it to start it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. So I have a kind of two favorite moments. One's going to be a shout out. Uh. One's like a, a legit favorite moment because like it's something I, I mean like it's like oh yeah obviously, but it's the film being like blasted by just being close to Godzilla is something that, like absolutely makes sense. It is like logical and rational but it's the kind of thing that like i can see in a scripting situation where you're writing the story and then having that aha moment of like wait you couldn't take film photography of godzilla it would fry the film because he's just this radioactive monster unless you're using like super low iso like soviet film you know you wouldn't be able to get a shot of him and Mm -hmm. like especially because i'm now just like getting obsessed with like weird like film photography stuff i was just like yeah i i just i developed a roll of film i had i had taken shots back in like the early 2000s at like my first job and then i just i the last shot i just never took and i kept being like i moved it from apartment to apartment and then like to this house and then i was like i'm absolutely gonna finish this roll one day finally took the last picture went and got it developed and like the shots are uh, like you cannot tell what 90% of them are. And then occasionally you can kind of like see it's like, Oh, this was that a Halloween party and I'm starting to remember it, but they're all super ghosted because of just like radiation and just like general exposure to the environment. So I was like, Oh, that's so cool that like, you know, they put that in the film. Uh, my, my second favorite thing uh, is the very, very end of the movie 
where for some unknowable reason our uh uh our everyone's gathered around our hero and they're uh, they're like so why does godzilla keep saving us if uh, she hates us so much and he's like maybe because there's a little bit of godzilla in all of us and she knows that and then it hard cuts to Godzilla just blasting her way through the town, just <laughs> firing laser, killing hundreds of innocent people, not even going towards the power plant anymore, just like destroying things. Oh no, she she lights she, she lights up her beam yet. She literally lights up her beam and just like sweeps <sighs> across. The- <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. It's just such a like. <laughs> I mean, that was the moment I knew. Oh. This is definitely like an on-purpose comedy, and not like a yep. you know like I'm edit I'm you know making an English dub whatever the background lines don't matter whatever. It, this is like oh they purposefully they did this yeah. on purpose. Okay, they yeah. did a they did a, 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 a ghost ghost, club, ghost story with this. One. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so good. Uh, both of those elements. One just as a film nerd really excited me because like I'd never thought of that before, and it absolutely makes sense. Uh, but second, secondarily, that ending beat is so. And I've seen people make fun of it online, and I never oh, understood yeah. the joke because out of all the times we've you've ever played this like at birthday parties and stuff, I haven't like watched the whole movie consistently. It's like it's on in the background, and I'm not paying attention to it. Right. This was the first time I sat down and I just line item watched every minute of it. And then when I came out the other side, that ending just it, – it's going to be with me forever. I think it's one of the best endings in a Godzilla movie, uh, you know. <laughs> it's definitely the funniest thing they've ever done in a Godzilla movie. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and then I, I think we can all give a, a fresh shout-out to uh, Category's death because I think that scene is just yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> so stupid, what but else? I love it. Extremely why, why extra. <laughs> You know what? You've done all the evil you can. Yeah. Why not just scream at Godzilla and get crushed? <laughs> yep. Time for me to um, wrap up my journey on this world. So I, I, have, chat. I have a challenge for us for our least favorite moment. Okay. Oh. If you say I can't talk about the green screen. You can't talk about the green screen. <laughs> because no! it was, no, listen, it was 1999. We all, we all it know it was 19- bad and we're going to talk about it when we get to special yeah. effects. It's going to be there. Don't worry. We will talk about it. But I want to I want to hear your least favorite moment without talking about the special effects. I got I got one. Okay, go. I got one. So okay, uh, we have this whole sequence where we are building up that we are going to detonate a massive amount of explosives right underneath this thing, and we need to evacuate the whole like block. city block. We need <laughs> yeah. because we've got so many explosives packed into this thing. It's going to, and like literally earlier, they were like, yeah, we've got mines on the coastline and it might kill like two or 300 people, whatever. That's fine. So like clearly the military's like, don't worry, man, we will kill innocent civilians if it means we can maybe hurt a monster. Uh, don't and worry. Then we're excited the, about it. <laughs> the big reveal, the big reveal of them, like, <laughs> like his villainous plan to blow this thing up is Three floors of this this building kind of like get damaged, <laughs> and that's yeah. it. Like they build it up so much, and then like the ship like just blows it up. They should have just like done the whole explosion, but then obviously like you know the characters would have had to be running out of the building, going uh, you know, to survive Ooh. it. I know why they did it the way they did it. I just wish it had have been not lame. 
it just felt like such a letdown because like I yeah. so regularly I say when you give Toho explosives and fake buildings, they can't fail. And for a second, they, I was like, oh, they failed. They they didn't they didn't they didn't do a big bomb bad explosion. What's going on? And then obviously they blow it up five seconds later because the heroes are far enough away from the building for them to blow it up without yeah. there being any concern. But yeah, that. Uh also Took just generally the like character lulls uh in the oh, middle. Oh yeah, don't worry. But I'm sure I'm sure one of you will go into more detail don't with that. Worry. But that that <laughs> moment, that's a moment that is a least favorite of mine. Cameron, do you want to go next or you want me to go? Yeah. Um Because I'm trying to think about one thing that I didn't like from both of them. Because, mm. like, I would really enjoy this movie if you stitched elements from each one together. For yeah. sure. Because the Japanese version moves way too slow, and the American version moves way too fast in some parts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, things just things just lull. And they they explain things in ways that could have explained could have been explained either through showing us in like really cool sequences, mm-hmm. or you know just not talked about quite as much, just yeah. really really going on about it. Um, that's kind of been my thing lately, because I just want movies to get back to movie. <laughs> hey, movie, can you be movie for a second, please? Movie, can you please? be movie again? <laughs> movie, please show me. Please show me. Don't don't tell me. Just show. Yeah, me. Don't tell me. Please show no. me. So to so to jump on what Cameron was saying, that was kind of going to be mine. Uh, <laughs> is dear God the lulls uh, in this movie? Um, this movie has a. It's funny that it's pa- paired up with Dogra. Yeah, but wow. it kind of has the same problems that Dogra had, but not to as much of an extent. No. Um. So the A plot of this movie is the space plot, the the ship. However, the movie leads with the Godzilla plot, which leads you to think that the Godzilla plot is the A plot. Yeah. It's actually the B plot. Yeah. And I think that's where the movie really falls down for me. Yeah. Is the instant that we finish the scene with Godzilla getting blasted by the ship and the ship, you know, going back and landing. And then Godzilla's Godzilla's just gone. gone. She's just she's just gone for the rest of the movie yeah. until she shows up at the end. And normally I'm not the type of person to really complain about those, like Godzilla's not showing up or whatever. But like in this instance, because it's like this weird switcheroo with the two plots, like I think that it really hard it makes this movie not fun for me a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, regardless of which version I watch. It, it, I think this is a problem that happens in both of them. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of I don't know. It's just you can really feel that like switch of the two plot lines where yeah. one just doesn't matter well, anymore. Also, one that means that like the Godzilla plot is the least resolved Godzilla like GMK has a more of a Godzilla like a resolution. Yeah. Like the this this doesn't end. This is the no. middle point of a movie. The like midway boss got killed. Like Orga is not a big threat to like anything. Except for maybe being Y2K and knocking out computers. And then Godzilla destroys it and then turns around and goes right back to what it was doing seconds ago. 
So she's just going to go attack the nuclear power plant and kill everyone. Like yep. we're literally at the height of action and then the credits start to roll. And yeah. It, yeah. in the height of action in a, in the Godzilla narrative. And yep. the fact that it just ends there. It was like, well, I guess we can, all we can do is watch. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess like they were like, oh yeah, well this is going to, you know, we're going to make a, maybe like a Hezai part two at this point. Uh, he said yeah. part two at this point, but then like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. I don't know. It, it felt like such a nothing burger because it's not like Godzilla walking back into the ocean. It is, it is, she is starting her path of destruction again. She yeah, had her five like, minute finally, rest. I can focus all on my of, true passion. <laughs> all of her organs have healed. And she's like, well, <laughs> and then just blasting. Th- so it's like, yeah, it, it, they are, there are two plots. One like, becomes the main plot but is like kind of dull because it's just a cgi rock and then ends before the end of the real story which is like this this menace (laughs) of like of this millennium goji and then it's just like at the end godzilla's in all of us (laughs) yeah it's 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 a weird uh, it's a weird pacing thing. Feels um, very underbaked. The whole thing. You can tell Godzilla on the roof. You can sounds crazy. No? Other than the suits. <laughs> other than the suits, you can tell that this and I, maybe that's yeah. thoughts. I'll save that. I'll save that. Yeah. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. It, it, we're we're the reason why I wanted to save the special effects talk, because we're here. Yeah. We're here now. <laughs> Cinematography is special special effects. We did, and I'm gonna add editing onto this so we can talk about the American version. Fair edit differences. Um, so uh, okay, like I said before, I think overall, especially comparing even the human stuff to some of the other Millennium films, it is on the higher end of the, some of those. Well, especially like, the whole opening, especially yeah. the Japanese in- intro. Yeah. Um, but like, there's a slow methodical spooky atmosphere everything up until when they run away from godzilla in the very very cool nadia everything up to every and then even like watching godzilla in the background destroy the power plant Uh, the whole nighttime sequence the first 25 minutes of the movie Mm -hmm. are spectacularly shot spectacularly edited the green screening works the cgi works I mean, okay, the the CGI lights and the light tower look kind of lame and CGI pupil dilating looks kind of lame, but I get why they did it. You know, whatever, it's fine. Uh, it looks super good. And it's like, oh, it's really engrossing stuff. The second it becomes daytime and they still do anything, mm-hmm. green screen, CGI, like layering, mm-hmm. it is digital handicam Ooh, no, 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 footage. No. <laughs> it's like the, the, like you can see the green border around like, I mean, I still have green borders when I make like dumb commercials. Right. But that's because I'm one dude. I have maybe an afternoon to finish editing and I've got other things going on. Toho is yeah. a professional studio with a whole crew, I assume. Uh, so when do, you, they you, only do this. <laughs> So you have scenes where you literally they did have models mm-hmm. of the 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 shit through goose missiles, right? And then they cut to real live action tanks filmed with a digital handicam <laughs> on a beach, and then yeah. they green screen Godzilla in, and it's like why you've got the miniatures, 
just put them somewhere and yeah. rack like focus it to where it looks like oh this is those tanks and this Godzilla in the background why why and then you get to the end of the movie and suddenly they have a real practical physical set again and you have Orga and Godzilla running around it and it's cool again it's like oh awesome so the whole middle of the movie where it's daylight uh, and you have these, you know, like CGI helicopters straight out of an asylum film that are like, you know, filmed with a shaky cam. So like they're just kind of gyrating through the air and uh-huh. green screen, you know, Godzilla in the background. It looks so fake and so cheap. And it feels like something that SRS would release like from this year, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no offense to SRS. I love all their movies, but it feels like a, a fan movie. Yeah. And so you can tell that this is a response to G98. You can tell that they were like, oh, my fucking God, I hate I we hate can, this. We've got to make – we've got to bring him back. You know, We can do it as cool as they did. Yeah. Is, and is, they the, spent was definitely the mindset. Under a year writing and then <laughs> filming. Yeah. <laughs> like – because it came out the year after. So like uh-huh. – they, th- I mean, the turnaround time is insane. Like, I don't know what the production, like, I haven't read like background stories about what the production was like, but I have to assume it was absolutely insane because the, fa- yeah. the, like the fact that they turned it around in one year, which means scripting, suit design, all of that happened. And then they slapped together all the green screening and CGI as quickly as possible. I feel like they probably did. I, I don't think it was just a year. Because I think once they got the design for what Gino was going to look like, I think they were kind of like, hey, maybe we should oh think about reviving Godzilla our way and started like at least the preliminary like concept art and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but I mean, it still stands, though. It's still a quick turnaround. And I totally agree. I think that this movie got really overzealous with everything it tried to do. Um, now... Credit where credit's due. I, I did say I would mention this earlier. I do think that the reflective surface on the bottom of the UFO does look fairly good, like hmm. reflecting all of like the wa- like everything that the UFO is flying over top of. Uh, actually, is a really cool effect, and I think it does work. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the problem yeah, like is it's it's only the bottom of the UFO. Even though the rest of it is that same silver, it's just that little part of the dome where it's like it looks like a swirl. That's the only part that's reflective for some reason, which baffles my brain. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, the, the 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 yeah, there's some really like my least favorite shots of this entire movie, CG wise or just imposing wise, is when um, Godzilla is coming ashore at the reactor, and it's it's like it's supposed to be like a shot from a helicopter, like pulling back, yeah. and Godzilla, she's like walking up onto the shore, but like she is like bouncing because she yeah, is not posed correctly. They're not tracked with the, the yeah. Yeah. not tracked properly. So she's just kind of just like bouncing Again. as the cameras pull back and it's just like, ah, it's uh, weird. Uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah. And then the, the stuff with the tanks, like it's an, it's another problem that with the, with how they were trying to do the effects here, uh, that Godzilla changes size. Like drastically. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, yeah. And Godzilla is only supposed to be 55 meters tall in this movie. So Mm. there's weird points where she looks way bigger than 55 meters. Yeah. Um, And it's very strange. It's just, like, once again, we know we can, you can tell why it happened. Yeah. You can really honestly tell why it happened. 
Um, it was it, they were trying to re- respond to G98. They were trying to be as cool with CGI, and we can do CGI Godzilla stuff too. <laughs> you know, like they were trying to be cool, and it didn't work out. Um, and it's it's the first time we get our first Japanese full CGI Godzilla in that one shot oh, that we get God, in, yeah. uh, first thing, which is awful. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it's not great. Cameo but anyway, appearance in Dino Crisis one. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so to go into editing, uh, this is where we start to talk about the differences between the Japanese version and the American version. Yeah. Um, so the Japanese version came out, um, and, uh, Sony immediately was like, yeah, we'll release it. We'll, you know, we'll do a dub and. Uh, the thing was, though, is like even with the Japanese audiences, uh, they really felt that the movie was slow, like ridiculously yeah. slow. Um, They're right. They are. Um, I do agree. I do agree with what Cameron was saying about the opening. Uh, Rob, I think you said it, too. But yeah, I think the opening in the Japanese version, even though it's a little slower, I think does work a little bit better. Just slightly. It's yeah, just, I, I think it's more atmospheric. More yeah. atmospheric. It doesn't get to the Godzilla goods as fast. Instead However, it just builds. The one thing that is bad about the uh, the Japanese version opening and is prevalent throughout the film is a lack of consistency of the edit in the sense of things teleport around because yeah. they literally oh, yeah. edited it in the wrong way. <laughs> like there's literally like the the perfect example of it, and this is what I was originally just going to send you guys because I remember this being really bad. Is whenever uh, they're backing into the tunnel, yeah, away from Godzilla, yes. yeah. Like in the Japanese edit, it's like incomprehensible. You cannot tell what is happening. Like <laughs> you can't like they're backing through the tunnel. Is Godzilla chasing them? Like what's happening here? Yeah. Versus the American edit, which is very clear. Like they're backing up. Godzilla yeah. Stomp through the tunnel. Like they get out. You know. Like it's. No, I fully Hindsight agree. Hindsight being 2020, I think, is the biggest thing. Yeah. When the American mm-hmm. edit, when they looked at it and started editing it uh, for the American version, they were like, if we just slightly tweak these edits, <laughs> like just slightly, you know, like swap the shot here, cut the shot a little shorter. Like, I think it's a little bit more of a comprehensible film. Yeah. Um, And I think that's that's one of the biggest things with the American version that is a difference other yeah. than the audio, which we're going to get to in a second. Uh, but... Uh, and uh, uh, when we get to the audio, we'll talk about the the difference of tone. Um, but uh, one of the things I wanted to mention with the edit um, is that uh, there is some weird stuff where uh, one of the biggest scenes that they that they there's one scene they completely deleted, which was uh, before the building escape where the aliens are draining the information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shinoda sees the word millennium on all of the computer screens in the Japanese version. Yeah. Like, oh, it's the millennium. It's the uh, Y2K. Ooh, uh, there deleted comes. that. Uh, the uh, scene where Shinoda goes down the elevator, ele- elevator shaft while the building is exploding. Uh, yeah. Completely re-edited completely. Uh, it's very weird in the, uh, the uh, Japanese version. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, and then another editing thing, uh, is the, uh, oh God, what's the word for this? Um, oh shoot. There's a lot of just like, I guess like, just like I said, just small cuts kind of in every, everywhere. 
Um, the only the only exception, funny enough, even though we're about to talk about how big of a difference it makes in the audio, is the only difference or the only thing that stayed relatively the same between the edits is the final fight. The final fight pretty much is untouched. It, there's yeah. not much differences with the final fight. There's a lot of audio differences with the final fight. Yeah, there's not a what lot a difference those make. Differences. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to sound effects and 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 music. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So okay. So once again, we watched the American version. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of tweaks to the Japanese version's audio for the American <laughs> version, um, and this is the one section of it that pretty much like ninety eight percent of Godzilla fans all agree the American version is better for sound effects and yeah music. Um, absolutely it is <laughs> undoubtedly yeah there's the, no contest the score itself I, I actually do like the new um, the new score by uh, sorry I'm going to have to look up the name of the composer really quick uh, Takayuki uh, Hattori uh, his uh, dun, 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 yeah. like the main theme of this movie I do like it's it's a cool like new feeling song for a new you know, new franchise. They were like, once again, they were trying to start something new with this. Yeah. Um, and I do appreciate it. It has a different, different, uh, sound to it. Um, uh, uh Takayuki, uh, Hattori is also, I believe he's the same person who did, uh, the space Godzilla soundtrack. Oh. Uh, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong and I could get ripped apart for that, but <laughs> I'm admitting I might be wrong. Um, absolutely. Head him off at the pass. That's the, <laughs> um, so uh, this is the start of the use of the new Godzilla roar uh, for the Millennium. This is pretty much the standard Godzilla roar throughout the rest of the Millennium fra- uh, series. Yeah, um, it's a yeah. new, it's a new, new take on the Godzilla roar. It's not as uh, screonky. <laughs> uh, I like uh, it. Yeah, I, I always liked this roar. I think it's a good balance of, um, like, because uh, you know the late Heisei hey roar always bothered me because it goes back to being very like Showa, yeah, with a Godzilla yeah. that does not look Showa. Um, whereas this, this has a good like raspiness to it, like with the, with yeah. the roar, it, it feels breathy, um, yeah. which makes it feel like it's coming out of a larger creature. So I like that. Yeah, that's um, that's my big thing is that it, it feels like a bigger sound. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and and most famously, uh, you know, now uh, in with Godzilla Earth, that was the big thing that they used when they used it for Godzilla Earth's roar at the end of uh, of the end of the first movie. That was like awesome. Yeah. It was like, whoa, <laughs> it's back because <laughs> they used because they made it like super bassy too. They added more yeah. bass to it. Um, anyway, um, so speaking of Godzilla's roar, now this is actually controversial, oh. but. I think that it it ends up helping this movie once again with the sound. They actually use Sony when they made the American version. They actually use some of Gino's roar, G ninety eight's Godzilla roar, oh. uh, to fill in like and and you the edit like when you saw the one that I sent you guys that's the final battle. You can actually see it very clearly where they use the the Millennium Godzilla roar that's in the Japanese version. Yeah, and then for some of the short like where Godzilla just kind of like opens his mouth and kind of like oh they're sh- adding sh- those little honks. They're adding there. those little honks and stuff. Yeah, but little that the little binks and bonks. Yeah, but that makes it have a more like diverse. Yeah soundscape so it sounds good like it's to me i've always really liked it i i know some people love or hate the g98 roar itself but 
I, I personally, in this movie, I think adding those in really helps it sound yeah. more like a living, breathing creature, like moving around and getting hit and having a different like roar for when it gets hit instead yeah. of just the millennium roar over and over and over again. <laughs> um, uh, and then um, most famously for the for differences, of course, uh, Orga's roar in the Japanese and the American version, very different. Uh, Japanese oh, yeah. version. Just reuses uh, Cretaceous King Ghidorah's roar from Rebirth of Mothra 3. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it does not fit Orga at all. No, it I can't. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't look right. Um, whereas the American version, they added a bassiness. Uh, like they, they like just made it this like really bassy groans yeah. and moans. And, uh, it kind of it kind of works for the for Orga, too, because Orga's kind of like this like kind of mutated thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it sounds cool not having it have like a defined roar just being like, you know, um, uh, and then, uh, sound effects, uh, it's the same thing. Uh, before we get to music, uh, sound effects is the same thing. Like all of the different, like Godzilla hits and, and Orga hits and everything like that. Uh, they're completely different sounds in the American version. They added more oomph to them. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, the Japanese versions are very just like scratch and eh. like eh. It, it feels very weightless. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Um, that's, that's, a, that's the word I would use. Absolutely, the appropriate term for for it because it's it's bad. Yeah, it's not great. Um, <laughs> um, and then the other sound stuff is the music. Um, so uh, when when the American uh, version was being made. They actually had a composer come in. I'm trying to find the name of this composer uh, who added some more some more music, including uh, doing their version of some of the some more Ifakube uh, yeah. music, uh, like the Rodan theme. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, uh, we mentioned it kind of earlier, but uh, Orga's first appearance whenever it comes around the corner of the burning UFO. Uh, is a completely new rendition of the Godzilla theme. It's got this like ethereal like chanting, like to the, the it's like the first time that chanting was added to a Godzilla theme. Yeah. Um, oh God damn it's, cool. It's, it's so epic. And with Orga being kind of this off kilter, like Godzilla thing, clone yeah. thing yeah. It, like it really fits. It really works. I, yeah. I, I remember when, cause for the longest time, this is one of those movies for the longest time. Uh, we did not have the Japanese version. It was a long time till the Blu-ray release where we got the Japanese version in America. And I remember when I watched the Japanese version for the first time, I was just like, where's the music? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, the Japanese version. uh, Should we talk about that now? Because the music is just missing. Well, it's not that even that it's it's missing. It's it's just like you, you start like in the American version. Yeah. You immediately have this kickoff of this weird, spooky, spacey kind of music for a villain. And then the fighting happens and you have more monster groans. You have this bassy, like crunching sounds when the creatures start fighting, you listen to the Japanese version and you know, like those, um, like those, those videos on YouTube where someone takes like a, a band playing and they replace all the band noises with like clunk, clunk, clunk. And like, they mess with the God. I miss those. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. that. It's literally yeah. like that because it, the the sound is just gone. There's no real like ambient soundtrack music, 
and the they don't do foley work very well in Japan, I don't think. So all the bumps and scratches and like claws hitting each other, it sounds like literally someone holding up like a, a can next to a mic and scratching it with their, their fingers. It's just yeah. very like it's very dull. You have these moments where it's like a giant fist hits another fist and it's just Yeah, and that's it. It's just like the little Nothing. The quietest sound. Little tiny do. scratching. Like yeah. it's nothing, and it's so weird. And like, yeah, it's uh, like when that clip from the Mummy came out without the sound. So I did find the composer's name, by the way. Uh, so J. Peter Robinson was the guy who came in and composed new music for the movie. Way so to go, props J. to Peter. him for that, uh, for sure. Um, and then. Uh, so moving away from sound to uh, box office really quick, because I think this is really interesting. So in Japan, uh, the movie was made for about uh, $8 million or so. Yeah. Uh, when the film was released, uh, it made about $15 million in Japan total. Uh, so not great. Uh, it wasn't a great big return for, for them. Um, so the American version uh, cost a $1 million to dub it and add the music and re-edit it. Uh, so it added a little bit money, a bit of money onto it, but, um, it did make $4 million on its opening weekend for a movie that was basically just being distributed and then meant $10 million overall. So it actually wasn't that big of a box office, like failure. Um, but which is why the sequel almost happened, uh, which I'm going <laughs> to know. Nine year old Cameron thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, oh yeah. I, I embarrassed oh, my yeah. mom when I saw it cause I, I clapped at the end. <laughs> Little 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 nine year old Kyle going yeah amazing yeah. Uh, Godzilla is in every one of us when Godzilla's torching the whole city I was like yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so two funny things uh, number one is that uh, uh, in the original theatrical release of this movie yeah. there was a giant like cartoon question mark uh, being like the end question mark <laughs> that popped up on the screen it Not does. An- it's <laughs> not in any home release version of the movie. Damn it. Uh, because it's only, it was only in theaters. Because uh, no, it's not an ending. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Um, the end? You're right. It's not. Um, but um, so this is where it gets kind of fun. We would be remiss for doing a Godzilla 2000 episode without talking about the almost sequel that would have happened. That would have been a joint Sony Toho production yeah. uh, to a direct sequel to this movie, which, as we all know, uh, Toho, you know, the rest of the Millennium series are individual movies, pretty much, with the exception of uh, Mechagodzilla and Tokyo SOS. Um, so this movie, uh, titled Godzilla Reborn, yeah. uh, was going to be oh. an uh, American-made film as far as actors and stuff was concerned. But with Toho special effects, so essentially Toho was going to do all the special effects. America was going to do all the like actors and story and everything. Um, so contrary to popular belief, um, <laughs> Toho actually really liked the American version of Godzilla 2000. In fact, it got a theatrical release in Japan with subtitles yeah. uh, for a limited time. Um, <laughs> But they actually liked the tone as well, which is a little surprising. Uh, but uh, so uh, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, Schleisinger? Yeah. Uh, uh, so he his 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 thought process um, was that he wanted to 
keep the human story kind of goofy. Yeah. But keep the monster stuff serious because he said that that's always to him. That was the failing a lot of some of the Godzilla movies is that when the human plot gets too serious, nobody takes the big rubber monsters serious enough. You need that levity from the humans to keep the monster stuff serious, which is interesting. I I mean, I, you know, um, and, uh, he was going to make this movie. It was the biggest thing that I, I, I kind of wish that it happened. He was going to make this movie for $20 million. It was going to be a really low budget. Okay. It was going to be, be, I guarantee you the first asylum film. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the thing though, is like, I mean, we just heard the budget of this movie. It was eight and a half million for in Japan. It's true. So having a $20 million budget, you know, with the exception of getting actors, like, you know, slightly famous actors, which there were some in talks for this, uh, they, uh, you know, it could have worked. Uh, and they also, uh, Schleisinger wanted uh, Joe Dante to work with him on getting this one made. But, so there is a script. It does exist somewhere. I don't know if we could ever find it. Probably not. But Toho did read the script. They only had one note to him about it because they actually really liked the script. And the only note was in his original script, Godzilla died halfway through <laughs> and he got cloned or she got cloned, whichever we want. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. But instead they, they were like, no, you can't kill Godzilla. That's kind of our rule. And he was like, okay, well, that's fine. I'll just have Godzilla sure, be in a coma. Whatever. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um, Godzilla wakes up. It was all a dream. It was all a dream. Um, <laughs> So some of the actors that uh, were were proposed to be in the film were Bruce Campbell, Jamie Lee Curtis, oh, uh, Christopher yeah. Lee, Leonard Nimoy. Uh, uh, yeah, just, just could have been really. Fun. He was just throwing names out at that point. Like true. He's <laughs> like, he oh, whatever. Yeah, names, Leonard Nimoy. Response, dude. But I mean, Bruce Campbell would have totally done it. Oh, one hundred percent. Time frame. Yeah, he would have done it. Um, so and every uh, scene with him in it would have been pure gold. <sighs> The movie, uh, the movie actually was uh, going to take place mostly in Hawaii. Uh, there was going to be another kaiju uh, that he was going to fight, a brand new one a called Lava uh, Bat. Miba, the Lava Bat. Miba, <laughs> uh, uh, which could have been what a really cute fun. name. That <laughs> um, sounds like a cyber pet from the nineties. But uh, but yeah, um, it didn't end up getting made. Uh, it could have been really really interesting, uh, honestly. Um, uh, there's actually some funny stuff with this, uh, in, you know, how, like when we talk about these unmade Godzilla projects, sometimes like weird things like reappear, like in later film, like with, you know, 2014, like you can see a lot of the, uh, Griffin script kind of in it. Yeah. Like that's like, clearly someone read that script (laughs) while writing the first movie, you know, right. Writing 2014, uh, you know, somebody brought, somebody brought up, uh, on the wiki that I have to agree with, uh, Godzilla appearing in Honolulu. Uh, Oh yeah. You know, that's kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah. coincidence, but, uh, very, very Mm -hmm. interesting. Uh, the funny thing is there was actually like, and I remember (laughs) seeing this logo, in a G fan back when after Godzilla 2000 came out, there was actually a Godzilla reborn logo. Is it just like it's the with Godzilla that... 2000 logo, but like with reborn oh, in, in, I see. in the text, but it was, I mean, that was the official like working yeah. logo. Like it was actually, I, I remember seeing that whenever this was being discussed. Uh, so it's very, very interesting. Um, uh, once again, I think that like, you know, going into final thoughts, 
Um, I'm not a big fan of this movie overall. Uh, I think it has some fun stuff in it. Um, I do 100% think the American version is the better version of the film. I do think that, like, putting on the Japanese version after you watch the American version is really interesting. Um, and it would even work the other way around as well. Like if you, if you've only watched the Japanese version, cause you've watched it from the Blu-ray and you've never gone back and watched the dub. I highly recommend going and watching the dub. Um, you'll notice a lot of things. I mean, once again, the, the clip that I put of the, the two final battle scenes ne- right next to each other with the, the audio difference is just striking. Yeah. Um, and, um, I, I think though, ultimately, um, this is one of those movies that I know has like a devoted fan base in the Godzilla fandom, yeah, but it's, it's me. It's a, it's a Godzilla movie that I feel like is in the middle of the pack for me. It's not mm. great. There are great scenes in it, like the opening sequence and uh, even uh, even some of the uh, daylight uh, stuff is kind of fun with Godzilla using its beam for the first time. Um, but. Uh, uh, I, I just personally think that like it just this, this movie bounces back and forth with the plots too much, mm-hmm. uh, especially the the, the and the spaceship plot is just so uninteresting and the CGI is not quite there and it just it just it just all starts to fall apart in my opinion uh, once it gets to the second act uh, and then the Orga fight it's fun but it's also really slow like even with the added American effects like I did find myself really wanting to like. 1.5 speed it just just to shorten yeah, it just a on, little guys. bit come on all right yeah i get it orga's suit is too too big can't move around you know like um and uh you know and uh, oh yeah uh, a cg effect i didn't give props to because i actually do like it is when orga gets its shoulder blasted oh, um and it comes from the comes out from the fire and it's like flesh is hanging off and it starts to regenerate yeah, like that yeah, stuff yeah. was really cool like that was That's a good, good mixture stuff. that was a good mixture of practical and cg effects but um uh, overall, like I said, it's middle of the pack. It's not a Godzilla movie I actively avoid. In fact, I do get in the mood to watch this movie every once in a while. It's true, but I it's it's just not. But it's also not one that I'd be like, oh, you gotta see Godzilla two thousand. That's like the best one, you know. Like it's nowhere near that. But uh, I do think you'll have a fun time watching it. Um, you know, if you if you're just chilling with some friends, having some drinks or whatever, I think it's a fun <laughs> one, uh, especially with the American dub and just. Category just being the absolute mm. amazing it's camp is what it is. is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my final thoughts. <laughs> Do you want to go? Um, yeah. yeah, I'll go. Uh, yeah, Kyle, I agree with all of it. And I do, I agree with everything Kyle said. But I also, um, I don't know. It's uh, I I have a very I have a fondness for this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not even so much that I think it's a good movie. I just I have a soft spot for it. Um, I've I've always really liked uh, Mirigoji's design. I I think she's real cute. I like to see her, especially with stuff in her mouth, because she looks like a, a fussy cat <laughs> or like a dog who's got zoomies, and you're trying to get him to kind of chill and like eh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie uh, puts forth a lot of cool ideas, including my favorite idea ever, the Godzilla Storm Chasers. That's awesome. I love that. That was my favorite thing about uh, Half Century War 2. Um, 
I mean, yeah, it is very like middle of the road. Like as as a movie, it's it's fine. Uh, the American Cut is fine anyway. Um, <laughs> it still has some of the same pacing issues, and yeah, the final fight is. I don't know. It drags. <laughs> yeah. It drags as much as Orga's knuckles. Oh, there you go. Man, yeah. That's, man, that's funny. That's good stuff. Put that on the <laughs> um, put that on the uh the the label of the episode. That's good. Yeah. Like I don't I don't think anybody I don't think anybody's gonna like disagree over what the high points of the movie are. Like it has yeah. very clear peaks and valleys. Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, after after every dip, there is there is a rise. Um, and yeah, there's just there's just cool stuff. I like the I like the organic. Sp- I always like an organic spaceship. Mm-hmm. So the you know the idea of that being like that's just a form Orga took to travel through space mm-hmm. is cool to me. And like I I like shapeshifters. I like assimilation. Like this movie has a bunch of very specific sort of like themes and tropes that I'm into. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was the first Godzilla movie I saw in theaters. And that kind of endeared it to me. So more than like, I think it's a good movie. I just, I think it's, it's a, it's a very charming movie. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, like Kyle said, it's one that I'll sometimes be like, Oh, I haven't watched that in a while. I should watch that. Yeah. Or, but yeah, if someone's like, if someone's like, oh, I've never seen Godzilla 2000, I'm just like, oh, well, we can watch it sometime if you want. <laughs> it's kind of fun. I don't know. And that's it. That's the extent of my, like, recommending that to people. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. It's a fun movie. But, yeah, you got to watch the dub. <laughs> the original is awful. <laughs> uh yeah, um, I, I think I'm, you know, in a very similar camp. Uh, my 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 catchphrase of a review for this movie is that this feels like a fan made attempt to recapture a Showa film vibe, but made in the 2000s. Uh, it's got a very SRS cinema of release, like 2000s uh, or like 2010s, uh, like japanese movie like you know low budget um the opening night sequences uh, are amazing uh so like that first like 15 20 minutes of the film are just so captivating and then the it just it really just dives off a cliff for me when it comes to the middle of the movie for nearly like an hour of its runtime it is just like bad cgi bad green screen like sort of funny voice lines, but not funny enough or regular enough to keep me focused uh, with like an uninteresting antagonist, which is the biggest sin of all. Uh, and then finally, at the very, very end of the movie, we get an interesting monster design again, which we, we you know, comes back up. I'm excited. And then the movie ends. And then the movie says, uh, and shrugs at like the entire nah. premise of Godzilla for the movie. Yep. Um, and so like, it just feels listless. It feels like it doesn't really have like a, like it doesn't want to say anything. It's not really like a pro environmental message. It's not really an anti killing what you don't understand message. It's not really like, it's just kind of all over the place. And it's because it's just trying to do what other Godzilla movies have done better in the past. Again, to remind you that this is Godzilla, not G 98. This is Godzilla. 
So all this the tropes is and also unplug the internet. <laughs> that's what the movie is saying. Well, I mean, I mean, not even that. It's I mean, because like that's like oh no, we shouldn't let that happen for a lot of characters. But like essentially, what it's trying to I think do is just like do all the tropes, all the all the hits to be the most self-referential Godzilla it can be in like a little tiny space, little tiny package. Uh, and it dawned on me. I said, recreate the Baragon sequence. That hasn't happened yet. That's in GMK. That happens later. Yeah. GMK did the, just tried to redo the sequence that they loved in this movie from the intro. That's really, really good. You know why it doesn't work in GMK? They don't have the Nadia. So, uh, Tokyo <laughs> the Nadia fans out there, unite, come together, support this movie, watch the first 20 minutes, and then sporadically throughout, uh, our girl Nadia will show back up. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you need to fill that void afterwards, I guess you can watch uh, what we do in the shadows. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, entertaining in moments, not an overall great film, um, but still enjoyable as a Godzilla movie. There we go. That's it. Uh, the end. <laughs> all right. So, um, uh, time traveling Kyle would have done the news. Uh, but of course, uh, we are at the end of this month now. Um, so Ooh. now we've got to announce what we're doing in October. Oh, spooky uh, month. and you know, it's very hard for us to do spooky month as Kaiju, uh, as a Kaiju podcast. We had a hard time last year. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but I kind of just came up with, uh, you know, well, we, we can't necessarily do full Kaiju for spooky month, but we can do is those beasties that are very much on the fringe and oh. both of them that we're going to do are, I would say big enough to count as, as, as giant yeah. monsters. So, spooky. Uh, we are doing Creature Feature Month uh, in October, and the first movie we will be covering is the movie Boar, mm. uh, which I bought yeah. for the podcast a long time ago. Yeah, remember when we uh, talked about that back in, like, God, like, the first few months we were doing was like the podcast? Guys, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, it was, like, right when you guys joined. Oh, my uh, God. Huh. Yeah, so uh, that's that's going to be what's coming up first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Rob has a Signals. For Tokyo Signals, we'll be diving back into the files. X-Files, that is. Uh, we've got an episode where, where there's a... There's a, uh, Lisa Nofziger pointed me towards this one. I think it's called The Fluke Man. Uh, and it looks like just a tokusatsu villain. Uh, like a weird slimy boy living in the sewers that yeah, uh, one of the first couple common riders would have fought this dude. Yeah. A hundred percent. And uh, uh, Mulder has to go like, it was a fluke. It was a man made out of fluke meat. You can't deny that. And then uh, <laughs> Scully has to look at him and go like, I don't know what I saw Mulder. <laughs> I don't know what was sucking my blood last night. <laughs> I have never heard of flukes. I've never heard of fluke referred is, to in I, this way. Am I wrong? I, maybe it's something else. I might be crazy. I, I don't get out a whole lot. Oh, uh, fair. So who knows? <laughs> um, let's see. Um, yeah. And then the next movie uh, that we will be covering so wrap is it going all to up. be wrap Here it up. Comes. Get it. Get it. Wrap did you see what I did up. there? Uh, that might be my greatest segue in, in five to six down. for six years. I've been doing dumb segues and finally, finally wow. one. I got it. it. 
Uh, yes, we will be covering the movie Anaconda. Yeah! Uh, the, the classic uh, creature feature from that era. <laughs> uh, we have a lot to say about what's-his-name getting bored. Because <laughs> that yeah. scene makes me so uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. I'm going to need everybody to feel the same way I do. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to cover those two, uh, or those, those three things in October. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Um, we've got, uh, a, a, a big old November coming up. Uh, like I said, I teased a little bit of it earlier. Uh, and then, uh, we have December, which is going to be fan month. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way we're going to do it this year is we're going to do it a little different. So we're going to put up the votes during November and that way, uh, we will have at the end of November, the full oh, announcement yeah. for what's coming up in December with both fan month votes already done. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. We will also be working on our t-shirts uh, coming into November. Uh, I'll be messaging you guys all for your shirt sizes, all the $15 patrons, uh, your shirt sizes and your addresses. Even if you've already sent it to me before and you've never, you haven't moved since last year. Uh, I do want to confirm it with you before I ship the stuff out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, just keep an eye out for that stuff. Uh, and, uh, we will, we will, we will get that all a rolling going into December. Um, but speaking of our patrons, uh, I want to thank all of our patrons for supporting us though throughout all of this time and these years and these hundreds of episodes. Uh, so thank you to behind the mask, 1313 C Stafford, Kayla Talley, Devin Noyes, uh, Joe Jiro, Jonathan Buchaner, Joshua, Melissa Carter, uh, Big Odillo, uh, Jack Butcher, Uise, Nathan Towns, Nugget Coon, Solid Snake, William Kish, Jack Horowitz, Minya uh, Fan, uh, Nicholas Whale, Taylor Ward, Chris Britt, Eric Schuster, Joshua Lynch, and Oda. Thank you guys so much for supporting the cast. We really do appreciate everything that you guys do. Uh, Cameron, do you have a 1375 for this episode? Yeah, for 1375, you will be able to opt out of me describing the vor scene from Anaconda. Oh, where the big yeah. I want to say Robert Duvall. No, it's uh, isn't it John Voight? Uh, yeah, it is John Voight. You're right. Yeah, okay, sounds it's, right. He's, he's, John Voight seems like the kind of guy that would get man. bored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's somebody that they shaved down so that they could ease more easily slide into their uh, animatronic uh, inside of an anaconda. I don't know how go. long it's been since you've seen that. They movie, said John it Voight. It is you disgusting. get in the snake tube, John Voight. It is. And he's like, I don't. It is not. Yeah, great. no, it's, it's very it's, uncomfortable. It's almost uh, as bad as the time that Naruto similarly got bored by a snake. <laughs> which for an additional third, you know what? For only three fifty more, I won't tell you about that either. Oh, there you go. <laughs> mm, wow. Um, the privilege right, so. of not knowing. Uh, pretty good deal. You think you should take it? Hey, yeah. Rob was able to avoid it with nope, but now he's screwed. He has to deal with it in Anaconda. Yeah. I have to deal with, uh, oh, the four. four scene. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair, true. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, at Tokyo Lives Cast is our Twitter. Check us out on there, TokyoLivesPodcast.com. Uh, you'll find us on there. Uh, for Patreon, just search Tokyo Lives. Uh, you'll find us very easily. Facebook, same thing. Search Tokyo Lives. You'll find us very easily. Uh, if you want to uh, go to iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, we really do appreciate any feedback on iTunes. It helps us get noticed more, uh, so it really does help us out. Um but other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed us talking about Godzilla 2000. It's been a while since we've done a Godzilla movie. Uh, so I hope you guys really, really enjoyed so us talking about that. don't get used to it. Godzilla's off the menu again. We're definitely not talking until November. Godzilla's out. 
I don't know. The kids don't care about Godzilla. Sorry, I was doing that as a bit. (laughs) I know you were. Uh, But yeah, uh, if you do want more Godzilla content, trust me, we've got some really fun stuff in November coming up. Indeed we Uh, do. So, uh, anyway. This Godzilla fad is over. Just get him out of here. Get him out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, uh, have a good night or day or whenever it is you're listening to us. Uh, And uh, I will be back in the future to do the news. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.